This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, reviews for the first episode of Miss Marvel on Disney Plus and Jurassic World Dominion, Geek Boner, plus a new Black Adam trailer, the Joker sequel takes a strange turn, Marvel is making a Thunderbolts movie, Obi-Wan episode four thoughts and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, June 13th, 2022. <laughs> Oh, hi. I didn't hear you come in. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if somebody could please explain to me what a geek boner is, my life would be complete. Until then, rock on, nation. And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, a fella who's about the size of a dinosaur turd, but only smells about half as bad. It's Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? Not the mama. Not the mama. <laughs> oh, that was a great show. That's like no the, one knows what I'm talking about. That dinosaur show is better than the whole Jurassic Park uh, franchise. Well, I'm, they did great suits. The suits were great. Suitmation. The ending was traumatic and crazy. What show is this? It was called Dinosaurs, dinosaurs on ABC. Have, do you remember this? It was people in dinosaur suits. Yeah, in like fucking practical dinosaur suits, and they like did the whole episode, and they uh, it was like a uh, oh god, trippy as fuck. Yeah, it was so great, and the baby was like the star of the show because he would hit the dad over the head with a frying pan and go, "Not the mama," and just hit him. I do somewhat remember this. Oh my, show. it was a, it was such a great show, and it was so weird that they decided to do a a costume dinosaur show on primetime fucking television. Right, and people watched it. I, people still know about it. It's a. I think it was like TGIF, uh, part of the lineup at one point, probably. And the last episode, Anthony, the uh, the asteroid comes and hits the planet, and everybody just dies. Oh Jesus! Yes, Christ. that's how it ends. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, oh my god! It was true to history. Yeah, it was like we got to be uh, true to fact. It was a kids show, and then they just killed all your characters at the asteroid. It's great, great. Anyways, speaking of dinosaurs, we have a lot to talk about this week, fellas. Let's dive right in. I'm not even going to play the music. Okay, I'll play. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. I was going to skip it, but then Anthony started humming it, and then I have to hear it. Uh, We got a couple of trailers before we get to first of two reviews of uh, things. Uh, Let's start with they have released the first full trailer to Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's DC movie. Uh, starring The Rock and a bunch of other people like Sarah Shahi and Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, Noah Centino as Adam Smasher, Aldous Hodge as Carter Hall, Hawkman. Anthony, what'd you think? Are you excited for this? Are you a Black Adam guy? What'd you think? How does this look to you? Am I a Black Adam guy? <laughs> He's neither black nor named Adam. Discuss. <laughs> I like Black Adam in the comics. This, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, super aware of his comic book origins and like all his history and what's canon and what he's really like. I've seen some stuff and I like 
the character. I know he's can he can be kind of an anti-hero. He's a he's uh one of the arch nemesis of Shazam, um, but again, can be an anti-hero and also uh I enjoyed his run in uh Villains United. There was the start of The Secret Six. Oh, oh they, he they was care- in that. Uh, yeah. yeah. He had this arrogance about him where he was always floating compared to everyone else and he oh, just nice. like was like He's the villain. He was working with other villains, but he was always in the air as if like I'm, I'm better, better than all that's these That's awesome. People. That's great. Um, so as far as the trailer, I mean, it's definitely just a vehicle for The Rock to do yeah. a superhero movie. I can imagine it being confusing if you're not a DC Marvel fan and you're just like, oh, another one of these, but with The Rock. Like I would look at this and go, oh, this is a Marvel film with The Rock, and it's not. It's DC. I mean, Pierce Brosnan as Cap- uh, Dr. Dr. Fate. Fate. It's yeah. kind of exciting. Uh, Hawkman, I like that actor. Aldous Hodge, uh, the costume looks Aldous dope. Hodge, yeah. I don't get a good sense of like what what the threat is, really. It sounds like there's heroes and then an anti-hero. It looks looks fine. Um, I can't say I'm like super excited, though, just because I don't really unlike Marvel, and we can talk about you know how played out Marvel is to some people, but at least with Marvel, I know that this all—they're all these are all puzzle pieces to to the big story. Yeah, Whereas DC, yeah. I don't know really what they're doing. Yeah, and as I said, it just looks like a vehicle for the Rock to be the Rock as a superhero, which is fine, but also okay, cool. <laughs> Why not? No <laughs> sure. padding on that costume, by the way. Oh yeah, I believe. he's definitely that big. Oh my God, Rugs! He punches a jet plane. He catches a rocket. What'd you think of this? I like the music. But yeah, the music was kind of dope. It gave me like like when Kendrick Lamar did the Black Panther soundtrack. Kind of yeah, like it's it's got a cool vibe. Uh, it is overshadowed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson's persona. Like it doesn't. You're like you really don't care what it is. Like Black Adam, it doesn't really matter. It's just the Rock flying around being the Rock. I thought that uh, that they started him out as like a skinny dude. Yeah, cool. that's what it looks yeah, like. That was interesting. Yeah. And then injected him with some Captain America serum or something. I'm not like shitting on it and I'm not like uh super enthused about it. It's just kind of like okay, like you haven't done anything wrong yet. So yeah, like yeah. you're 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 we're still on good ground here. So hopefully yeah. it yeah, there were there they didn't like reveal the bad guy and what that's about yet. So um, well, Doctor Fate, I you got. I feel like he's the bad guy. Pierce, he's Brosnan. a good guy. In the well, comics. He is a good guy, isn't he? Hmm. Hmm. Right. Uh, I, I think it just might be like heroes and antiheroes, like kind of like colliding until they decide they're on the same side. I like the line where Hawkman's like, "We're heroes. We don't kill people," and he just goes, "I do." But I'm still kind of seeing the rock here, right? Not completely seeing Black Adam. That's one thing that, like, I mean, he was Hercules, Hercules of all people, and he still was the rock. Can he He's not be the, the rock, rock for like a second just He's so he always can be the rock? No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Rugs. I mean, what do, you, what do you what do you expect him to do? He's the rock. That's he's yeah. his charisma and persona. Like it just so like. When you go to watch Stallone, he's Stallone every in every movie, pretty much. There is a there is a difference between Rocky and and Cash from Tango and Cash. Yeah, there and is Rambo, a difference. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. a, 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 a slight bit. difference. A yeah. I, I would say The Rock is closer. Like Stallone got to the point where he was doing a caricature of himself. Yeah, 
I would say The Rock is closer to Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Whereas yeah. That run in the 80s where Schwarzenegger was just doing Schwarzenegger yeah. in every movie. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you guys, too. I'm a, in between Geek Boner and Floppy Jog right now until they show me more. It looks good. The effects look good. I think it's funny how Adam Smasher's costume, like his mask looks exactly like Deadpool's mask. They just painted it all one color. I don't know why, but... I don't know, he punches. It is like a Top Gun moment. He punches a fighter jet. Was Maverick in that plane? Who knows? Maybe. It was trying to be like an Iron Man. Remember that? Oh yeah, when he flew with, but he's just like flying with no costume and you know no cape. Uh, and like the, I, there's Egyptian gods involved too. So we'll see how much of that. Well, yeah, plays into this. The thing is, is that we've seen so many of these movies. Like all of this stuff is like starting to lose its luster, and it's not even like. There's enough of a leap in technology where, like, all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know, like, so, for example, like, we saw Superman fly in 1978, and then all of a sudden we saw Superman fly in Man of Steel, and there was a jump of, a huge jump in the, in the, in the way technology, so we got to see a little different version of him breaking the sound barrier and shit like that, we didn't see that before, Yeah, but we're really still like not too far away from all that stuff. And nothing's really changed. Like the deep fake technology that they used to make him skinny. That's better. Like that was the thing I noticed that like stood out to me. That stuff is amazing now. So you think people are just going to come out because it's the rock mostly. Yeah. What, what they're banking. So the rock doing a superhero film. That's the selling point. And, Maybe potentially they're doing a crossover with Shazam because Shazam is was a runaway or kind of a, a surprising hit for DC. So. I think you could you should throw in a cameo or something. Do you think that like Can Shazam could even like even go toe to toe with Black Adam? He just seems so much more badass. Yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be the that's the the that'd be the fun part. Shazam is such a goofball, and then yeah. you got the Rock. I think it'd be fun to see those two on screen, depending on how. Well, we kind of know how The Rock's going to play out. I, who am I kidding? Yeah. The Rock's going to be The Rock. Well, we saw, uh, what is that, Red Notice, where you had an annoying, funny guy with The Rock. We kind of saw that yeah. unfold. Yeah, it's bad. Serious Rock. That was the, bad. The, the only thing I was like a little, like, how or how does this make sense is he's skinny, and I like the skinny thing, too, but it sounds like they inject him in the lab. But then he's like his my son sacrificed himself for me and he's already big, but it all looks like that's like an ancient Egypt. Well so yeah, that's like, supposed to be like five thousand years ago or something. So there's but then there's this lab that was it that five thousand years ago? I just trying to put together Could be ancient aliens or some kind frozen. of fucking maybe, yeah. It could frozen. be the Eternals. <laughs> the Eternals <laughs> yeah, wrong yeah. universe. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not too familiar with Black Adam. I didn't know that he was at one point skinny. I thought he was just always looking like a god. Yeah, maybe but he's I like re- rebirth, reborn, or he's in a tomb and they bring him back Test. to life. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't. To look I don't have no clue either because I wasn't a big ass Shazam fan. I read I a little bit in the New Fifty Two, and then they he's he's they've rebooted his origin several times at this point. Right. Uh, I just then, know that yeah. he's the Shazam bad guy. He's the Shazam bad guy, but like an anti-hero now. This one directed by Jaime Colette Sarah. This director who had uh, last movie he did was Jungle Cruise, Disney Ooh. with The Rock also. So he's working with The Rock, but he also did Nonstop, that Liam Neeson movie on the plane, and The mm. Shallows, which is that shark movie, I believe. Wow, so that's what this guy does. Anyways, well, well, so this guy makes action. He makes some movies. kind of action movies. Yeah. Yes, 
October 21st this year. This will be uh, coming out. We can all see what happens. Listener, let us know what you thought about this trailer. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a link in the show notes. It is a closed exclusive group just for you. And right now it's full of spoiler threads of various shows, various episodes as they come out because there's a lot going on. So it's fun seeing everyone's reactions to these new shows. Uh, I'm talking like spoiler threats for Obi-Wan, Stranger Things, The Boys, uh, Miss Marvel, all that will be so there. So much going on. Lots going on. Uh, let's move on to another trailer. This one is for we, and we talked about this a few weeks ago when they put out a short teaser. The Hulu movie Prey, which is a Predator prequel movie, they've put out a full trailer. And I find this very interesting. I want to know from you, Anthony, now that we've seen and you kind of see the synopsis of what this is, you see this trailer. What do you think about Prey now? Hmm. Well, I don't like it as much as I thought I would. Oh, really? I think it looks fine. But the one thing right off the bat that took me out of it, I know a lot of American made stuff does this. I know what you're going to say, and I agree. Yeah, the the Native American speaking English yes. to me is is just so off putting. Yeah, not in like a this needs to be woke, but just like that's just so inaccurate. It, it takes you right out of it, right? I yeah, almost, it takes me right out of it. Right, I away. almost wished it was either there was no dialogue or it was in indigenous language. Right, right? is it or is it not? Is is it dubbed in English? No. Here's the no. thing. So this is kind of cool. In the press release of this, they uh, one of the producers is Comanche. So the press release says, quote, Prey will be available on Hulu entirely in Comanche as a language option or with Comanche subtitles. This is the first time a feature-length movie on a direct-to-consumer streaming platform has been available in the Comanche language in its entirety. So what, is the commercial just in English and no, the movie I think shot they, in Comanche? They, I think they shot it both ways. Possibly. But- Really? I don't know. Why would they sh- so. shoot the movie twice? You, yeah, it's a lot of money to shoot the movie twice. Well, will they run. dub it so it's going to be dubbed in Comanche? Gonna, it's. I would almost watch that Comanche version because I, I wish they weren't speaking English. But I'll tell That's you. so weird. It is weird. It's kind of cool, though. So this one is set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago in 1719. And, like, we're going to talk about a franchise that's 30-plus uh, years old. And it probably needs to go away. This is another one, right? Predator. They haven't made a good Predator movie really since the first one. Right. But but I watched this trailer and I was like, you know what? This could actually be a good Predator movie. This is the way to do it. Set it before everything that we've seen and make it just a simple hunt, horror, scare movie. I kind of this kind of geek moment. It gave me a little bit of promise that this may actually be a decent Predator movie. Rugs, what do you think? I'm just so, like, stymied by this whole Comanche thing. Like, I want to hear, like, I want it to be like Apocalypto, like, where you, it's shot and everybody's performing it in Comanche. Yeah. We, I could hear the, the language. I could read. And if I want to, and then just make a dub version if I want it in English and I'm too, a lazy fuck to read. Like, I'd rather it be done that way. I don't know if that's the way they did. That's the way I would do it. But, you know, that's me. So all the stories say it's going to be available. I, I assume that meant that they shot it both ways. Yeah, I, this Wait, needs that again, further so investigation. What did they say? They said, quote, Prey will be available on Hulu entirely in Comanche as a language option or with Comanche subtitles. So people in the Comanche 
community can read it. No, but you could also change the language to Comanche, and maybe I guess then it's, it would be a dub. I yeah, think it would, would be dubbed Comanche. Yeah, it would be dubbed. It, it, it would be dubbed in Comanche audio and also as Comanche su- subtitles. Because you can see the the words she's speaking, the mouth is moving in English. Yeah. Right. I mean, I like the gimmick, right? I like the idea of this is an impossible situation. You have the predator in a hunting Native Americans. I mean, it took in the first Predator movie. It, these were the baddest men on the planet with modern weapons, and they had they were all getting killed. Right. Now you throw in. You know, primitive weapons with you know a lack, of, another lack of understanding of what's even going on. Like this seems like a mismatch. I think that's a great premise, but yeah, I mean, it just if you're going to go Native Americans, especially it in 2022, I think you got to go all the way with it and have them speak in their language. But you got to imagine that the predator 300 years ago is not maybe also as advanced as the as they are as the ones we've seen. Right, maybe Perhaps, their tech yeah. hasn't come up, but that whole bear scene, the bear attack, and then it getting pulled out—that was fucking great. I was like, "Oh shit, this looks good." Okay, from this article on Slash Film, listen to this: the director is Dan Trachtenberg, the guy who did Ten Cloverfield Lane. It says Trachtenberg clarified and emphasized, emphasized, saying the creative team did struggle with what he called the hunt for Red October thing where the characters speak Russian before transitioning into English. He said they never quite came up with a way to make that work. So instead, the film was shot in English and Comanche. Quote, both languages are spoken, but when you hear English, it's as if it's Comanche. But what John A. is speaking to is on Hulu, there will be a Comanche dub of the movie. Okay, so maybe... Okay, I'm confused. Huh. <laughs> oh, it doesn't make anything any clearer. Yeah, I'm confused. What, on on one hand, they go, it was shot in both. And I guess we'll like, figure it out when, yeah, uh, when it comes out. August 5th, this will be on Hulu. Um, and it's I, I thought it was promising. A good idea for the Predator. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, next trailer here. This one is just for me, really, because this is a property adaptation I've been waiting for. For years, it is Neil Gaiman's The Sandman finally coming out on Netflix. Also on August 5th, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt had been trying to make this a movie for years. But the thing is, it's hard to make this book a movie because there's a lot. There's like 150 issues. There's whole story arcs. I don't know how you would have done this as a movie. I love it as a TV show. Rugs, you read The Sandman, correct? Yeah, it wasn't my favorite book. It was very long and dry. I was told that it was great and going to change my life, and you did, it, it just is boring. I fucking love like, it. I love the Sandman. <laughs> what did you think? It was fine. No, I'm just, I'm just being a dick. Um, it was. Uh, I, I like death. I like that whole the character the idea death of yeah. death being personified as a person and seeing how like John Constantine would roll into this every once in a while, and that there would be like this. Uh, the manifestations and the personifications of like uh, misery and death and destruction, delirium, despair, and all these destiny, all everything with a D, right? So, um, except for Morpheus, which is, I guess he's uh he's dream, right? He's dream. They're all D's, but yeah, like they, they got, but all got big D's. Anthony, I read this in the like the in the nineties in college, right? And death, his dream sister, she is like a goth chick. With uh, so it was like perfect. Like you fell in love. You're like, whoa, that chick is cute. Even though she's death, I'd still totally hook up with her, and she'd come and get you when you die. 
So fun stuff like that. I'm 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 ex- <laughs> fun stuff like that. The guy playing Dream looks good. You know what little they show us of this with the, with the mask in the beginning, it looks good. Um, we'll see how much money they have, but there's a shot of this palace. It looks fucking great. Uh, I can't wait. The story is fantastic. You also see the Corinthian rugs at the very end. Did you notice yeah, that? He's, a, he's is he an angel? No, there the Corinthian was the serial killer, and he had uh, teeth in his eyes. He didn't have eyeballs. He had little mouths, little teeth in his eyes. He was very creepy at the time. <laughs> also, they are gender flipping John Constantine. Yes, Joanna Constantine. Joanna Con- which is fine. That's fine. It works. We've still. already seen the regular Constantine. Yeah, we've seen him enough. It's not if it's not Matt Ryan, just make it somebody completely different. But uh Gwendolyn Christie is playing I think she's playing the Lucifer in this. Oh, really? So that's yeah. uh, Brianna. Yeah, Brianna Tarth, I believe, is in this. But I don't know. They use the 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 logo from the comics. I was like, oh shit, geek boner! Can't wait for Sandman. Uh, it could be a big fantasy thing for people to get into. Lots of story to mine. Like the thing is, I never understood where Sandman is going. Like I understand the dream. Like he was away from the dreaming. He goes back and like you know, he, and you kind of re- get reacquainted with. All the deities again through him, and you get to see all their their weird shit. And then, he, but I never understood like if I had to t- explain it to somebody, it's hard what to explain because like one story arc is like that Lucifer doesn't want to manage hell anymore, and he just gives it to Dream. And now he's got to deal with it. But then he's also like hanging out with William Shakespeare and influencing him, and going and stopping serial killers. And this is just all this crazy shit. Yeah, he just kind of goes. Yeah, everything's kind of happening in a meta way. Yeah, it's just weird. So it's it's. I guess it's like, I don't know. It kind of goes hand in hand with the Doom Patrol. I would say a little bit. It's as weird as that, and it needs to be. So hopefully they can nail it. Uh, I got a story here, kind of a follow up uh, from what we talked about last week when we were talking about DC and the restructuring and how Todd Phillips was ready to make a Joker sequel. Well. We broke that news open because after we recorded that and posted that, he officially announced that there is, yes, a sequel in the works. And he announced the title, which is in French. It's called Joker Folly Adieu, which sounds a little bit pretentious. But Folly Adieu, loosely translated, means madness for two. It's a condition that's defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals, usually the members of a close family. Uh, what do you guys make of that title? Is it telling you anything? Is that a Harley Quinn? Well, that I because I have another the ne- a big article that just literally posted 10 minutes before we started recording. Before I talk about that, Anthony, what do you think about that, that title and uh, what does it make you think of? Folly Adieu, I mean, Folly Adieu. it's either Harley Quinn, right? Like, or right. perhaps a bigger role for Batman. I'm not, it does. It refers to another person. You got the word two in there. Maybe they do a story with the Joker as even though he's the villain, some, from his point of view, the protagonist. And then Batman is the, in his mind, the, the antagonist. And you do it like that. So... The uh, Harley Quinn guess that was everybody's speculation that they Harley Quinn's going to be in here. Was is it going to be Margot Robbie? What's going on? Okay, this article from Hollywood Reporter posted like an hour ago. 
It says, Joker 2, Lady Gaga in early talks to join Joaquin Phoenix, Top Phillips in the musical sequel. Oh, this shit. is not a joke. Lady Gaga may be cast as a new Harley Quinn and the sequel may be a musical. This is all very weird. Well, at least the music will be decent. Well, at least, yeah, you have someone who can <laughs> sing. She's a decent actor also. Yeah. She surprised yeah, she's me. Surprised not Surprised me in things. But, okay, uh, reaction I I, I to that. I think <laughs> I'll just say you want my reaction. Yes. Is that what you're going to ask? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting. I did. I pulled in him run. My bad. <laughs> okay. I deserve it. Yeah. I think they struck gold with their what you know their interpretation of just doing a Scorsese film with Joker. I think they're playing with house money, and I think <laughs> I don't know if they can do that again. Ooh, they're pushing it now. If they're gonna, I think they're pushing it. I think they're pushing it. I don't think I don't think the character of Joker is actually a character that is meant to be a lead in a lot of things. I think they're they're doing the Joaquin Phoenix because he's a you know, an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah. They're going to potentially hire Lady Gaga. They're doing some interesting stuff, but I don't think there's a lot of mileage in that actual character to be a lead. Will you throw in a Harley Quinn in the Arkham Asylum? Does that do anything for you? I think it's. I think they're. I think they they're playing with the. It, they're playing with uh, fire in this. I think they're. <laughs> they, I don't know if they know really what they're doing. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I, I think it's just. I think. I think these. A sequel is is a tough call, and then, yeah, sure. I mean, a musical that's kind of interesting, but uh, I don't know. Well, I just find this see. whole evolution fascinating. It is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> I do. I really don't understand. Like, see, the Joker works the best with Batman. That's right. what he's designed to be. Right. He, you could do stories of Joker on, on it, but it just it it doesn't sing unless you got Batman there. Now. Uh, in the TV show, the animated TV series, they introduced Harley Quinn yep. as like an annoying foil to the Joker, an annoying kind of like sidekick, but you know, overcomplicates things and, you know, is actually competing with the Joker to do stuff. But she blew up and uh, it became more about. But no, they put Margot Robbie, this yeah. really ridiculously attractive woman yeah. in the role and put her in booty shorts and all of a sudden people were like, Oh, uh, I don't mind that. She has an annoying voice. No, but even before I that, get past that, even before that, the whole like ab- abusive relationship and her trying to get away and she goes back and then she leaves them and goes back. Like that was something interesting. I don't mind. They're recasting the Harley Quinn, right? At this point we have several jokers. We have several Batman. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just the evolution of this, these characters and they're trying to like, I don't know. Then, they, then we had that Harley Quinn movie, the one with the uh, the yeah, long Birds title, of Prey, and the Emancipation, and, uh, Emancipation. So it's kind of like they're going, they're throwing that away, and they're going into, or, or this is a separate version, right? So, well, there's also that Arkham Asylum spinoff show on HBO that uh, possibly may have a Harley Quinn in it. I don't know if that's a, yet another person. Uh, but yeah, it gets it. They're pushing it. Like you said, Anthony, I feel like they're pushing it a little too far. <laughs> they're like, Hey, make everything a musical. Why like, not? I have no interest in a Joker movie without Batman. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, that's the way it is. And, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. I really don't have a, 
And I don't think it should be a Harley Quinn movie without Joker. Musical. Yeah, this was interesting. Like, I, I know you like that show that she has, that cartoon, but I don't know. I find it the very cartoon, annoying. The cartoon is fucking fantastic. And people will back me up on that, fuckers. Yeah, but they're wrong, and no, it's fine. No, no, it's actually good, and there's, like, good character development happening. It's just, it's mediocre. It's media. Uh, it's a, it's above it's mediocre. mediocre. You clearly haven't watched. I did. I watched <laughs> the, whole the whole thing. thing. No, you didn't. I watched, I skipped a couple episodes, yeah. but I, I watched mean, the end. Just what they did with Kite Man alone <laughs> blew me away. Kite Man. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think doing, again, I, the, the Joker movie was a success. So they, they definitely are proving what I'm saying wrong. Right. The Joker movie was a success and got nominated for an Oscar, made a billion dollars. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar. Great, 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 great. But that character that you lose something every time you do a revolve an entire story around that character because that character is is not is is meant to be a a, a bit piece he's not he's not the main character he's not the main course he is he is chaos he is a tornado he is once you start peeling that back you run out of things for that character that's you're losing that character when you st- when you start adding origin when you start adding when you stake, make a whole movie about him, when you make another movie about him with his girlfriend and they're doing a musical, like <laughs> there could be some singing is, and dancing. This is not necessarily in the best interest of that character. No, I could, or yeah. uh, utilizing that character in the best way. And again, maybe they'll prove me wrong again, but I don't think that first movie, although I enjoyed it, I would say is is a couple degrees away from what actually the Joker is. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's, uh, it's a it's a good taxi driver impersonation. It's a good Scorsese fan film, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy Joker 2 news. I don't know what they're doing. Let's finish up the news with some Marvel news. Now, Marvel and Kevin Feige and Disney never officially announced a Thunderbolts movie was happening, but they have a director. Oh, shit. They have assigned and hired a director. This dude's name is Jake Schreer. We'll be directing... Uh, a Thunderbolts movie for Marvel. Holy shit. But, but who is Jake Schreer? Who is Jake Schreer? Does anybody know him? That is a great question. I don't know him. Uh, he's directed uh, a movie called Robot and Frank in 2012. Oh, my God. And that movie. Have you? What is that? Have you seen that? I've seen a little bit of it. And then there was a movie called Paper Towns in 2015. And since then, he's been doing music videos for Kanye West and TV and Justin Bieber and episodes of TV. Like Kidding? That was a crazy ass sick show. I don't know if you ever watched that. Oh, he did that Kidding? Was, you know, he did an episode of show. Dave, yeah. uh, which is a great show about uh, LD, Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky? Lil Dicky's the best, dude. LD up in this bitch. Uh, but yeah, he's been in uh, Shameless. He did one episode of Shameless. So I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know Robot and Frank, but what about the whole idea of Thunderbolts as a movie? Anthony, does it geek boner floppy jock? Also in the middle, right? Like this is Marvel attempting to do their own Suicide Squad. It's a yes. better. Yes. Right. They they looked at it and they go, we, we want to make a villain movie. We have the Thunderbolts. We can maybe do this and we can do it better than DC has. You know, and you have these characters have all been built in varying ways of good to not great, you know, in their own movies. Y- Yelena Belova, probably one of the better ones. So and who, then, are, who are potential I, members here that would could be in this movie? Well, you've written down Bucky Barnes. Z- yeah. Bucky Barnes seems like a weird one. Zemo, 
Yelena Belova, U.S. agent, the Abomination Ghost Taskmaster. Yeah, that's not bad. I, that's that's a crazy team with Val Valentina Delegra, whatever her name is, leading them. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know about Bucky. I don't know how he would fits into that. Mm. But uh, some of these other characters make sense. Taskmaster is a, a terrible character in Black Widow. They completely neutered that character. He needs another chance, or she needs another chance. That's she or needs, you could, it could be somebody else. I don't know what you do with it. Ghost was not a great character in Ant-Man and the Wasp, but, you know, whatever. The only thing that I would say besides the fact that, you know, it's obviously a Suicide Squad, Marvel Suicide Squad, is uh, seems like a just kind of a shame that, you know, for a variety of reasons, but William Hurt passed. Yeah. And you thought yeah. a movie called Thunderbolts would probably have had Red Hulk in it, so that's us. General Ross, do you recast the General Ross? Why not? Just right? a yeah, white dude with a mustache. Yeah, you guys, I think that's Good. an easy recast right there. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean you can do it, and then you can uh, have just have a what red stinks hole. that you know William Hurt was yeah. probably going to yeah. be the lead in that movie. Yeah, the, the the name of the group is his nickname. Yeah. in the comics, General Thunderbolt Ross. In the comics, there's been no less than uh, eleven different versions of. Oh yeah, there's a lot Thunderbolts led by all sorts of people, like Winter Soldier led one, Red Hulk, Hawkeye you led one. Oh my God, there's so many. But what the MCU has given us, rugs? Would you go see a movie? Uh, with these uh, these characters that we have been introduced to so far, um, it depends. Like if they who they pick as the roster, I think that's. Oh, I, see, I know they're going to do. They're going to they're going to use people that we already know, but they have to have a breakout character. They're going to have to introduce a character, like so. They're going to use like you know Black Widow and you know maybe Baron Zemo because he's not he in the original. Thunderbolts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got Hawkeye that you can use. Uh, all those fucking guys, like a U.S. agent. So, but they need a breakout character, someone new. Maybe I'm thinking maybe it could be Songbird. It could be Nighthawk. I see what you're saying. They need you know maybe like another. a new. They're gonna have to introduce a new. I think that would make me go. Oh, I've never seen Nighthawk. Like I'd like to see him or or uh, some like some guy that they haven't put in there that's kind of like cool that we could you know killer shrike <laughs> that's a good call it would be a good place to introduce a new character like they do in the suicide squad you're just getting like more of the same it's good to like let's shake it up let's put some like some new Yo, blood in there frank grillo crossbones should be part of this team what do you think get about vermin that? in there vermin <laughs> venom was part of the thunderbolts but i could see you could throw winter soldier as the guy that they put in there to make sure everybody Sure. Stays on track, right? The, hmm. the people don't do go crazy. So he's their flag. Yeah, he would be like their their Rick flag. Yeah, their Rick flag. Exactly. What's the newest? Let me see the newest roster. Uh, uh, the, oh God, America Chavez, Power Man, and Persuasion. That's There's what, so many teams. Like you have Deadpool, bad guys like Electro, Craven, like Norman Osborn led a team. Oh, Abomination, at one point. forgot Ab- about him. Abomination is on the list here. The, uh, yeah, so oh yeah, oh he's on your list. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't see that. Uh, let's there, see. There is a lot of people you could. Br- Batroc the Leaper was it of one one uh, iteration of the Thunderbolts. Everybody Jigsaw. has oh, been God. a Thunderbolt. So, so. uh this one's a good one. Red Hulk, Deadpool, Electra, Punisher, Agent Venom, oh. Ghost Rider, 
That's like the fucking Midnight Suns. They should keep that on the it side. It is almost like the Midnight Suns. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's weird. Anyways, we'll see who ends up in this roster, but I'm excited that there's Geek Boner. Thunderbolts. Why not? They're doing everything else. Give us the Thunderbolts. Uh, okay. We're going to get to our uh, first of two reviews. Before we do, listener, check out our T Public shop. You can get great swag there. Jockinerd.com slash shop. We got T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, cell phone cases, pillow pillowcases tote bags laptop cases all with our logos old logo new logo rug boy's face a lot of sales a lot of good shit check it out first review of the episode will be miss marvel it's finally here geek boner oh shit <laughs> the miss marvel first episode has premiered on disney plus here are your spoiler alerts strap yourselves in you fucks spoiler time I couldn't be more excited for this show. I am just glad this is on television. Of course, Miss Marvel, based on the comics, Marvel Comics, created by Sana Amanat, Stephen Wacker, G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Alfona, and Jamie McKelvey. Her first appearance in Captain Marvel number 14 in 2013. But the Miss Marvel character was Carol Danvers first. Uh, and she started back in 1977. Of course, this version taking the name from her. Uh, this show created for TV and written by Bisha K. Ali. And the first two episodes directed by Adil El Arabi and Bilal Fala. Adil and Bilal, who directed Bad Boys for Life, which I kind of want to still watch. Have I heard it was good? I heard that's a good one. Yeah. I heard that's the best Bad Boys. I heard it is, especially since we reviewed the worst one. I should uh, I should at least watch the best one. And, of course, <laughs> newcomer Iman Vellani in the lead role as Kamala Khan. Anthony, what happens in episode one of Miss Marvel here? Miss Marvel is about a, I think she's probably 15 or 16. She's 16, I believe. She's a junior, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so she's a 16-year-old about to get her license in high school in Jersey City, and she loves superheroes. She's a Pakistani young girl. Growing up in a, it seems like a pretty strict Pakistani house. In Jersey she, City. In Jersey City. And she is obsessed with superheroes, most specifically Miss Marvel. She's not very popular at her school, but she daydreams all day about becoming a superhero. And she, the, the whole episode revolves around her going to this Avenger con and showing off her Miss Marvel costume because she wants to participate in the costume contest for Miss Marvel. But her parents are very strict, very against everything she likes, and she has to find a way to get over there. And in the midst of getting over there, she comes across an object that gives her some powers and perhaps makes her dreams come true. And she's an artist and she doodles. And you pretty much just described my childhood, if I'm going to be <laughs> honest, aside from the fact Wait, that I'm not a girl. Let me put on my host hat, Imran, okay. for a second. Imran. <laughs> I feel like we should start with you. <laughs> really, you you know what I'm gonna say. What did you think of this show? Um, I fucking I love it. It's only appropriate. Yes, no, <laughs> I fuck, dude. Oh my god, I was smiling ear to ear <laughs> the whole way through. Uh, two of my fears were completely alleviated. I was worried about newcomer Iman Bellani. She fucking nails it. She's it's the show is delightful, charming. She's super likable, and overall. I was like, this is a great, fun tone, refreshing tone. I love the visuals. I love they nailed the Pakistani home life. I could go through all the detail. I mean, I related to this so much. 
that I was just like, holy shit. This is, I mean, just flip out Miss Marvel with Spider-Man. And that's my fucking, that's my teenage years right there. Same thing. Like I was doodling. I lo- and I love how she's a fan of Marvel like us watching. Like she's one of us. She loves the MCU. But first episode, I thought it, it was, it was great. It was so charming and fun. And I was so happy that it was, this is good. I was like, this is fucking good. I'm glad they did this. What'd you guys think, Anthony? So I was a bit worried because this show is PG, first PG Marvel it's show. It's actually not. It is still TV 14. They changed that is later. It? Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm, I'm mistaken. I'll, yeah. I will stand corrected. But I was worried about the show in that it, I didn't think it was really aimed for me, not because of the Pakistani stuff, but more because of the tone. And... Imran, I'm I'm with you. Oh my right? god! I actually really oh, like this. I was very very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's stepping up. It's aiming to be a coming of age tale, yeah. which I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I went on a coming of age spree a couple of years ago, yeah. so I really enjoy those types of stories. But it's told from a Pakistani perspective, which is different. You know, we don't have to see that. No. And as someone that's grown up in a half Asian household, mm-hmm. I can also relate yeah. to some of these. Not me personally, but I've seen family members that. Sure. Uh, have similar situations with strict parents and and the the friend coming over and, the, and immediately the parents want to feed the yeah, kids. Here's all them. this food. Take it over. Yeah, <laughs> and th- that's their superpower. Yep. So I think all of that stuff is great. I liked that. I liked. I think Iman Vellani is very charming yeah. in the role. It's surprising that's her first role. Yeah. I think she's infinitely already more charismatic than um, Brie Larson was oh, as, 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 as Captain Marvel. Yeah. So that's that's good. I, you know, I I hate to have to like put something down to to praise something but it's a natural comparison and i think so far i mean you know the show is fun you know it's just it's a it, it the stakes are she just has to get to a con right? right like it's not a big deal but it's also very to her it's uh, huge yeah for her it's big and i like that and i like the way that you know there are times when they're telling the story visually in the background oh. my favorite being when uh, when she, when she's texting it's with her friend so that she can't go to the Avenger Con, yeah, and they're doing the emojis and neon lights in the storefront. It's on the Elizabeth. street. It's in the right. it's in the environment. That was so well done. So I, I enjoyed all of it. I, I I mean I have a couple nitpicks here and there, yeah. but overall I uh I I watched it twice. I liked it. Nice the graffiti like as she was talking about Captain Marvel, you saw the graffiti change behind her. The, uh, I think they might have hit. A, I think they might have hit a home run with casting her. Uh, no, she she is very good, and I love how all like the cultural, religious stuff is just matter of fact, right? If you don't get it, you're gonna learn about it. But if you get it, right. you fucking get it. You're like, right? They they don't they don't hit you. They don't hammer you with like they call her. Uh, you're, they're throwing words like beta, beta and, means uh, daughter, chalo, yeah. and, and I'm and I'm and I don't understand that stuff. But I'm I'm just like okay, they're going like you don't have that character going. Why does he keep calling you? Yeah. Why does he keep? Why does your mom say Chalo all the time? It's like yeah. they don't. They don't have to explain it. They're just like, no, you're in for the ride. This is immersing you in this culture. But she's also American. You could right? probably figure out what that means, Chalo. What is that? What do you yeah. think it means? Like go, let's yeah, go. Right? Absolutely, it yeah. means let's go. Beta is daughter. I heard that growing up my whole life. Oh, come here, Beta. Chalo, right, yar, let's so. go, yar. Uh, they got you. Got to throw the word yar in there. Also, rugs. What did you think of this? I thought it was good. That it was fine. I enjoyed it what it was and um yeah it's it's good so uh what did i uh, let's see what did i like about it you guys didn't say i mean you guys have been gushing over i feel like i have nothing to say <laughs> it's so good. Um, well, do you hate it if you hate it you can say you hate it 
No, I don't hate it. I thought I was going to like not like it, but it was like fine. It was like, hey, this is pretty good. I'd I'd probably watch this. So like, um, I, I was like begrudgingly watching it because I was like, okay, it's probably going to be there. And and there was times where I felt like the infantilized her a little bit too much. Like, uh, I don't know. Sometimes people, I feel like Marvel does. does Marvel know what teenagers act like. Uh, real. It's a very Disney school environment. Yeah. You know, it's like Disney um, teenagers. But yeah, <laughs> they're usually giving you the finger and, uh, you know, acting really, really moody. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, cool. I, this I'm telling you, all of this, the, even the trauma got me. Like the dodgeball hitting her in the face, that happened to me all the time. And it was, a, and I was like, oh, fuck, I totally get her. I love when she's in the driving test and she goes, bismillah. And he goes, bless you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, I think the mom knows more than she's letting on about her lineage and the bracelet. Yeah, you'd have to think, now, right? A question that I want to ask is besides that, so they obviously they changed her origin with the bracelet and yeah. the mom. Yeah, let, let's let's jump into that because that's probably the thing that most comic book fans are going to be like, wait a minute, what the hell did you just do? But is her persona even match the comic book? I don't, is it? I mean, I, I feel mean, like there's a, there's a departure from her it's in a, the comic. It's a slightly modified version, maybe. Uh, so in the comics, she's an inhuman, right? She has this in her DNA and Inhumans' powers are triggered when they are passed through a Terrigen mist, which is what happened. Black Bolt crashed the fucking thing, and Terrigen went across the world, and all these Inhumans got awakened. I, it's, I like how it's still tied to her DNA. It still has something to do with her family and the fact that it's in her DNA that, the, that this bracelet activates these powers, and they do a little bit of like the stretchy hand thing, but they're these like Green Lantern constructs, essentially. Of like prisms that she's making. Yeah, they they made her Green Lantern. It's kind of it's very Green Lantern. Uh instead of the stretchy embiggening powers, which may have looked goofy. I don't know. Uh, they do it in the video game. Oh Rugs, what do you, did you do you prefer I mean we've only seen her using her powers for five minutes, yeah, but do you prefer end. this variation or would you have preferred that she's an inhuman and has all that other shit going on? I don't know. I really don't know how to answer that because um I feel like it may be like I do like. Well, they can't do the Terrigen misting because they don't have Inhumans in this world, or right. do they? They yeah, do, but, I guess. In the they have Black Bolt, but in, in the, the he was an alternate universe. That's yeah, not this universe. Right. But um, but we know that there's a that's a possibility now, right? Um, but they had that really bad show and they burned the whole Inhumans fucking concept, right? But so she gets his bracelet and she can make uh things happen, kind of like a la Green Lantern. Uh, purple energy this time, and sometimes it looks good, and sometimes it doesn't. Like there was one point when she was going over the crowd and it looked really bad, but uh, other shots it looked fine. So they kind of have to perfect it, I think, a little bit more. But uh, maybe she would be. She's just learning how to use it. Also, I think it would be harder to pull off the skin thing, like her, like her actually stretchy thing. And I think that it would be. Like they did it in the Incredibles too, like like twice, like stretchy powers and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe it's old hat and they're trying to do something different. I don't know. What when I saw it, the first thing I thought to myself was, I don't know if I like this. She just has this bracelet that has powers. Yeah. And then I watched it again and went, Maybe they're doing a throwback thing because a lot of the like OG heroes that get their powers is just very matter of fact. Like yeah. Green Lantern, he finds a wooden lantern. Yeah. 
the Flash like just happens to be in a storm and gets hit with chemicals. Like yep. it's all like these things where just like if you think about it for two seconds, you're like, wait, what? But it's just like, oh, this is comics, whatever. So we'll see how it plays out. But I, I'm not as uh, I don't think it really matters that much. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not as lukewarm on it anymore. That's how I'm like, people right, get powers. So it makes me think of like the Ten Rings a little bit. You know, it makes me think of uh, Quasar's quantum bands. Is it alien tech? Is it really old? How does her observe? Because her mom also talks about her grandma or and and how she comes from a long line of fantasizers. And she goes, "I've seen what happens when people get obsessed by their fantasies." So clearly, she has gone through something. Uh, from her nanny, her her mom, and the bracelet is part of it. So that's interesting. Uh, that's going to be interesting to find out what that is. But I was okay with. I was like, it's still tied to her DNA, like the inhuman thing in the comics. So they just they pivoted a little bit. Yeah, I I, I don't uh, I don't think it's a huge deal, and I think it's fine for what it is. Some of the things I really enjoyed, I I the mom and the mom being super strict, yeah. like in in usually and actually in in. With Filipinos as the dad that's stricter, ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. On, on, but on the girl, okay, right, okay. Yeah. But then the mom is this one; it's reversed. Yeah. I like that the mom was strict, but then the dad is like kind of this fun-loving yeah. guy, yeah. And he just, but he's you know he's way out of touch with what's going on. Right. Like he doesn't really understand American culture. Yeah. Like he walks in, they let her go to the con, and he walks in dressed as Hulk. Oh my god, that was so funny and cringy. Yeah, but then like. You can see that, like when she th- says it's they're embarrassing. Like the mom is pissed, yeah. but the dad He's is hurt. actually like yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, that that rings true oh. too. Like I think the dad would be like, he's just trying his best to like give his daughter a good life, and he was trying to do a good thing yeah. for her. Yeah. And she's just so she she's a teenager, and she doesn't realize that the meaning of her words when she's saying something like that. She realized dad. later she hurt him and felt bad, but the whole like. The fear of it's not a fear of your parents. It's a fear of disappointing your parents in like the e- Eastern culture. And I just love they're gonna how they're nailing like living in these two cultures, having one foot in each and trying to navigate life. Like well then and the son is able to do what he wants. So that's also very true. The boy always gets preferential treatment. In fact, my sister yells at my mom for this all the time. <laughs> She's like, because my mom is always worried about, like, what am I going to eat? And she doesn't give a shit about my sister or anything. She's like, whatever. <laughs> what is Imran going to eat? We got to make some. And it's always been this way. So firstborn son, older son, they get a little bit of preferential treatment. Although my sister got away with a lot of shit after me, you know, when I went to college. Because the thing about her having, like, a male friend uh, maybe it's different now and they're a little more liberal, but I, my sister had some male friends too, but normally it'd be like, how can you, you can't, you know, you can't hang out with Agora. You can't, and like for me to like, Agora boy, Agora boy it was a white boy. And for me to like hang out with girls would have been completely forbidden. Like we didn't, you know, well, you don't get to date or anything. You're just not, maybe not they thing. let, they're okay with him, her hanging out with the boy because it sounds like the boy has, doesn't have parents. Oh, right. Bruno. He might not. Right. They, they Bruno, kind of look yeah. after him. Right, because they they're always feeding him, yeah. and they they like let him come over, yeah. and she even makes the argument that he has he needs someone to go with. Oh, that's to right. The con. Yeah, and he's clearly part of the family. He knows a little bit of Urdu. He he programmed that thing to to understand Urdu, which was kind of nice. So yeah, he's like the father thinks it's black magic, yes. or dark magic. He's like Bruno. What is this? Zuzu. Zuzu. Turn on the sports <laughs> channel, Zuzu. <laughs> Uh, here is a great little um, tidbit about so in the in that one scene where there she takes her to go shopping, 
or uh, stuff for the wedding, and she's trying on, and it's like a whole Pakistani Indian area. First of all, that's like Devon Avenue here in Chicago. I was like, that's like where I grew up on Devon. The vendor that was selling uh, the the food, and he makes the joke about hall guys will charge you extra for sauce. You remember that guy? Mm-hmm. You Brugs, you remember that guy? Yeah. I went to Islamic Sunday school and high school with that dude. His name is Azar Usman. We were in plays together. That guy? Yes. I went to high school with him. He's, uh, we, we, we did plays together in high school. How do you know that? that well, I mean, how do I know that? That's, uh, that's Azar Usman. I went to high school with that dude. You recognized him right away. You went, oh, my God. I knew he was in the show a little bit oh, okay. ago. I didn't know what part he would play. I think he's in a couple episodes. He has a name. His name is Najaf. Uh, in the credits, but I was like, "Holy shit!" There's Uzzer. There's look. It could have been you. I mean, he's there, and yeah, I'm, and I, and I'm here. I don't know. Something <laughs> took a. You could have been in the halal truck. Took a wrong turn. We, we could have had uh, Uzzer on our show and Imran over there. I know. In another, yeah. universe, imagine how things would have played in an out. Alternate universe. I'm I'm playing Miss Marvel on the show. <laughs> no, but that I was but like, they're like, wait, you're white. We can't cast you. Yeah. This guy. Well, there's makeup and CG and deep faking. <laughs> No, that's the dude I went to high school with, uh, I'm, and uh, uh-huh. he's been posting about it. I was like, "Holy shit, he's in the fucking show!" That was crazy to see him. Did you uh, did you get caught up in the? This is amazing for Pakistani people and brown people. It is. Yeah, I, I I did see that stuff on Twitter. I did. I I post. I reposted some of it from our Facebook page. I think I saw that. I I no. did. I had to roll my eyes on one of my friends who I will not name. Yeah. Posted within our group like this is awesome for Pakistani people. Yeah. And and he clearly hadn't even watched the show. Like, <laughs> it makes me- even. I mean, I was. I hadn't watched it. I'm like, you can't post that and be like, this is amazing. Props to Marvel. It, it could have been complete. It, what if it was all complete bullshit? It could have been like, shit. Terrible. That's the thing. I was worried. She. I was. She could have been not good, and they could have missed the whole. But they fucking they nailed it, and it has the tone of like early Spider Man stuff, which I love. The uh, the Easter eggs in the Avengers Con alone. Why don't they, they should have a real Avengers Con? They should have like a Marvel convention. Just I'm Marvel. sure they will eventually do that. I love how it's at. It was at Camp Lehigh, where Captain America. So were people like uh, texting about this being a big for Pakistani people when it was like the night of came out. No, that is not big for <laughs> Pakistani people because that guy they thought was a murderer. I was introduced to yeah. a lot of Pakistani uh, yeah. things. That That's, that is another uh, another. That uh, is a good Pakistani yeah. show yeah. that is uh, that doesn't paint uh, yeah. that one Pakistani in the best light. There's a lot of cab drivers. There's a lot of Pakistani <laughs> cab drivers that may or may not have murdered someone in their sleep. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's wow. That's a good cut right there. I forgot that show even existed. That was well, that's what I'm saying. That's well, a, listen, like. We've been doing the show with Imran, and like every two months, there's like, this is great for Pakistani people. I'm like, well, I guess, yeah, the, the people are it's catching that on. That was a great keep show. I didn't actually say this is great for Pakistani people. All I said is, I feel seen. This I can relate <laughs> to this. They're doing a. They're doing. Remember it right. Aziz Ansari when he had his show. Yeah, his show. Yeah, Masters and, of None. Yeah, that was a great for Pakistani people. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Is he? He's Indian. <laughs> I don't know he he's like, re- I just like it's reliving this first moment every two years or every six months. But this one is huge, huge <laughs> because he is joining the MCU. This is like the Black Panther. Yeah, Grimrock. This is the, my black. I've oh, had yeah. my Black oh, this, Panther moment. This, oh, shit. this is really the Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I I I do like the show. It was though. good. So, no, it's at least good so show. far, this is a good show. Oh, it really matters. Did you it's notice the they're the giving game. tours of Asgard in that Avengers Con? I think we'll see hints of that in the Thor movie. I thought that was interesting. That it's like a tourist attraction now, and it's probably annoying oh, to go there. Really? Yeah, 
and uh, oh, the post-credit scene. You were, There's a post-credit scene. Yes. Oh, I missed you, it. You didn't. You missed that. Rugs, yeah, tell me, Rugs. Did you see it? What post-credit scene? Uh, I I did stick around for it, but I don't remember what it was. So basically, you're at this like uh, government office, and as you see this woman, oh, someone gets a phone call, and like we have to go get her. On right? the, yeah, this lady, and she's they're wearing badges. This is damage control. Yeah, and this lady goes, "Teenage girl, AvengerCon, look at this," and she shows the video to the guy we saw in Spider-Man: No Way Home, who was interrogating Peter Parker in the beginning. Oh, that's who he is. That's who that was. He looks at the video and he just goes, yeah, bring her in. And it cuts there. Hmm. So damage control has now been alerted to what happened at the Avengers con. Oh, why the hell did they do that? Fuck. Why did they it do that? It was right uh, after the end credits, which had a great. There's another thing. But first for me, there's a female Urdu rapper and the end credits. And I was like, holy shit, this is really good. I did not know that there was female Urdu rappers out there. I know there was a bunch of Indian female rappers. Like there's a whole group. But that was a dope song. Also, you notice in the end credits, there's a trust a bro truck driving by, which is the company that the the uh, sw- the tracksuit mafia from Hawkeye. That's who they work for. The trust a bros. That'd be great if Echo could be in this show. Is it going to be Echo or is it going to be uh, what's her name? Kate Bishop. Oh, Can't I was be. thinking of the like Indian versus Native American. Oh, you're like, oh, you're not a real Indian. I'm a real Indian. No, <laughs> yeah. you're a real Indian. I'm a real that old gag. I'm yeah. Pakistani. I'm not even from India. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I just watched that post credit scene yeah. now while yeah. you guys are talking. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, it's quick. So that's the dude. So that was kind of cool. So uh, interesting. No villain quite set no, up yet, yet, right? Except for damage controls coming after her. What, what I hope is there will be a villain, but what I hope is first that they... You don't shoehorn the villain in the last second, but I also hope that the villain in some way addresses how this character comes of age. So yeah. any, a good coming of age film, you need a, a if you're going to have a protagonist, it has to enhance the character so that they gut from one place to another in their development. So what happens when you come of age? You well in 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 this in this or in in general in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big. I question. tried. I tried not to. Laugh. <laughs> Um, you, you have sex? No, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is someone to touch your boobs? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what's <laughs> happening? To get to I think, for, I think in this storyline, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get her to understand where her parents are coming from, while her parents also can a bit of bit of perspective on maybe loosening up their grip on the old ways. What and she's all that going stuff. through. She's she's becoming an adult and right. kind know, of she, in charge of her own age. But she will make a mistake that's going to have ramifications. She's going to have to learn responsibility. I mean, you're back to great power. Also must come great responsibility. Right, because at the end of this episode, her mom reams around and yeah. she lays in bed and really doesn't care because she has powers. Yeah, she's like cosmic. And her mom was like, I need you to focus on you. Who are you? And I was like, that feeling of like disappointing your mom is so palpable. Uh, so I hope they take the time and set her up properly and uh, give give us more about her so we get to know her more. I'm fine. I know from the comics a little bit what some of the the bad guys are, but uh, I, I'm going into this pretty blind. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. So far, uh, I fucking love it. Like I, I fucking said, loved it. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, I, I think I think they 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 did well with this casting. I think she's I think she's fun. Yeah, Iman Vellani. Yeah, Iman Vellani doing doing a great job. So this one I think is six episodes. Also, 
Uh, so yeah, do we want to rate this first episode? We will catch up again. We're going to sure. talk about it at the end when it wraps up. What you, what would you give this, Anthony? Nine out of ten. Oh shit! Oh shit! Wow! Ah, uh, you took my number. Wow. I'll give it absolutely that for the for, for a solid first episode. Just because even I think it's a good solid episode, but I was just I had such ambivalent expectations to this. Yeah. That like when it when I actually liked it, I was like, oh wow, this this reeled someone in that. Could have given two fucks about a Miss Marvel show. I think it surprised a lot of people. It is well reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Rugs, what would you give this a number? First up, I don't know. I'm gonna say seven point five. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm. Uh, I feel like it's still, though it does have some flair to it. I feel like it's it's just like um, I could tell. It, it feels it feels even so familiar to me even though it's trying to be different it feels too familiar to me to really like be like blown away by it but i did think it was it was very good and it, it was serviceable so let's see how it unravels i mean there's definitely going to be like marvel formula stuff happening you know you can almost kind of predict a little bit of what maybe is going to happen but i'm okay with that give me more astagfirullahs and bismillahs and chalos and betas that's the best part to me yeah is like the fact that we're kind of seeing into a different a different world that we don't get to see often. So I think that that's the the main thing that's interesting at this point. I mean, even the little things like when she has the costume on in the mirror and she's like pulling it away from her, like it's a little too tight. It makes her like just how the clothes fit and the, the clothes they wear. The shawar kameez is like baggy. Uh, she, you know, she, but she's st- yet she's covered up, right? It's not a skimpy outfit. But to her, she kind of feels like my mom's going to think this is skimpy outfit because it's really tight. And it's completely accurate. It's so good. Now, th- this is the question that I have. Like having strict parents like that where, you, where, where you're being treated even more strictly than like your peers. Like how does that – how do they retain that kind of uh, control over you? Like at a certain point when you're a teenager, aren't, aren't you going to be like, well, fuck this shit. Like what happens? Is there, is there a fear of like – being shunned or something like what happens like how do they maintain that kind of uh, strictness it's hmm. a good question i i mean i go back to like the you don't want to disappoint them well there's a lot of um because i've noticed it with cousins that i have yeah that are under strict parents yeah a lot of times it doesn't work out and that, that kid ends up being like really fucked and fucking sure promiscuous later on yeah but uh a lot of times the parents one it's the disappointing the parents but i think two there's sometimes a lot of like religious aspect to this. Yes. Where they where like I know with my one of my cousins they they would impart on her, you know, this is you know, Jesus and God and they're mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. you and like you can't be disappointing them, you have to go mm-hmm. to church. Mm-hmm. So there was almost like a It's a one two punch. It's guilt. Yeah, it's, it's a that, guilt and factor. it's also it's guilt, but yeah. it's also like it's tied to like your your existence, right? Like if you disappoint us, you're not only disappointing us, but you're actually like you're going to go to hell type thing where like, and if you're like super religious and that's something that, you know, any sort of religion where if you're super religious and super into it and it's now a, a personal thing, you know, a, a, a impasse against you, what your identity is. I think that always can kind of bind you to, to, to a system like that. Also growing up in like that kind of uh, uh, household, you know, you come from a monotheistic, I'll talk about God, merciful God, and there's a lot of mentions of the devil all the time. Like, Shaitan this, oh, Shaitan's going to get you. Like, you know, she says it. The lines where she's like, they're drinking things out there 
And and she's like, I, are you going to be good like we raised you to be? Like, it's right. these subtle little things that make you not want to disappoint them. That's why I went to New York for art school. I was like, I can get the fuck out of here. I find that I find that very fascinating. It is. It is very interesting. Are, you're going to a party? Yeah. And I love her. She's like, what do you think? I'm going to go do cocaine? Like, she had to say cocaine. And he, her parents was like, look at her in horror. Like, are you serious? Well. Uh, yeah, she was she was watching TV, and then her mom walked in. And yeah. She's like, "What are you watching?" And she yeah. switched switched channel. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. And along with she's like Captain Marvel, a stuck fiddler. Like it's just a bad. And they use the word haram in there, so that's the thing. To your point, Anthony's like, you don't want to be haram. You don't want to be non kosher. You want to be halal. So it's mm. all these things. And if you hang out with like a bunch of Muslim, that's why I never had any like packy Daisy friends. Because I forgot to were, mention one thing. A little too judgy. It was a little too judgy for me. Really? Boy, yeah. I just have. I just want to point out the beard is of her brother was ridiculously awesome. The beard is strong. He's got a strong beard game. Amer does. I have a cousin <laughs> named Amer also. Like these names, it's like that on that beard was re- le- like legit. That's how you know you're a fucking pious dude in Islam, really. <laughs> and the real move well, is beard, no mustache, just oh, beard. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Take the mustache. Well, they did throw in the blind too, where the the friend is do- going backpacking in Europe, oh, yes. and yep. and the moms are totally judging yeah. her, like like this person's like the devil. What are they doing right. going backpacking yeah. in Europe? They broke off a marriage, right? Yeah, it's great, man. I can relate to this. I can't wait for the rest of the series. Are you just are you just like in tears the entire I, time? I mean, like I said, I was smiling and I was just like, wow, I can't believe this is on TV. This is fucking great. It's nice. They pulled it, it is off. Nice to see. They pulled it off. It's about time. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a break here, play some promos, and come back and talk about dinosaurs. Why the fuck not? Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a perfect strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Imran, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, po po. Hey, this is Matt. And Jesse. We host American Slacker Podcast, your weekly rundown for weird news, entertainment suggestions, and unique games. Every other week, we bring on guests from all walks of life, like comedian Mark Forward of Letterkenny. Yeah, we just call it tuna up here. We, we, we're pretty clear that it's a fish. And NYC stand-up powerhouse Ian Fidance. I want to fucking punch you in the fucking face with positivity and fun, motherfucker. Actor Brandon Crane of Stephen King's It. There's a lot of the work that I did, like Wonder Years to It, they were all very you know period 50s 60s and you know chunks were all the rage and arthur clown from terrifier david howard thornton they also had to make a mold of my face while i was there so that was kind of claustrophobic in itself musician dan simons of just surrender first time ever going out on a tour you remember every stop and nick thompson of hit the lights all, all the stuff that i think that people go through through life and it's just like my outlet for that watch the video version of american slacker on our youtube channel and listen to our show on your favorite podcast app new episodes every wednesday visit our website aspodcast.com for everything American Slacker. That's it. There you go. Doc and Nerd 
Listener, if you enjoy the show, you can do uh, do us a favor. Join the Jock and Nerd fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! Where you can support the show on a monthly or annual basis and you get stuff like access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. Instant reactions to the movie we're about to review went up this week. Post shows. There's Discord benefits. We do a monthly Discord hangout. Uh, this month will be, it's next week, June 23rd, Thursday, June 23rd, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, hope to see you there. And you can pick any movie for us to review and watch and force us. And we got a bunch of those we're going to get to. When things slow down with all the shit they're releasing, uh, we will fill with some Patreon picks. Yeah, at least for a dry spot. Oh, my God. I don't know if there's one coming. All the COVID delayed stuff is now just getting dumped one week after another. But it, I know, I'm having trouble keeping up. Me too. But in the meantime, you can uh, join the fan club. Jogginger.com slash Patreon. Okay, let's get to the movie review this week. It is Jurassic World Dominion. Here's your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! That's what I should have done when the movie started, but I didn't. Uh, this is the third Jurassic World movie. And the sixth and alleged final entry into the Jurassic franchise overall on Rotten Tomatoes. Currently holding a solid 30%. Oh, shit. Uh, on the tomato meter, 4.9 out of 10. Audience thinks it's 79%. Good. Uh, this movie was made for a budget of $165 million. And it had to go up against like Top Gun Maverick and it's like fifth week. Top Gun had been killing, still killing. But this thing opens at number one. It makes $145 million opening weekend domestically, currently sitting worldwide at $392 million, which is kind of surprising, but not really. These movies always make a lot of money because there's dinosaurs involved. Uh, this one directed by Colin Trevorrow who had directed the first one, Jurassic World. He did not direct the second one. That was J.A. Bayona. But he has written or co-written on each of these three movies. Uh, and then we'll get into the cast, because you have the cast of the Jurassic World, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, and then the returning cast from the originals, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. They are joined by some other, some new people. Uh, we'll talk about when we get to them. Anthony, what happens in Jurassic World Dominion? Well, if you think you're getting a movie about dinosaurs, <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs. being amongst us yeah. and us dealing with that, that's not what you're getting. Lame. This movie's mostly contained to a secret facility in, I don't know where the hell that Italy. is. The Alps. It, Italian the Alps. Alps, okay. Yeah. There we go. It's in the Alps, and there's a secret containment facility, and these ev this evil corporation has is doing things with dinosaurs, and they inadvertently might have caused a plague with locusts, and they need to capture a clone plus a plus Blue's baby named Beta because they need to do nefarious things and solve the brink of the world going on collap collapsing because of a worldwide food shortage because of locusts and uh, are you confused yet because that's this oh, plot that is messy as fuck yes but that is exactly what oh, the, and about. the old crew and the new crew come back because 
reasons. Because they wrote it that way, essentially. <laughs> uh, before we get into our thoughts, Ruggs, how was your theater experience going to see uh, this why movie? Do you ask that? I don't know. I have. I just said, you know, you have good stories sometimes. A little birdie said. Yeah. I hate going to movies now. <laughs> I do. Why can't I just sit down what and watch happened? a movie without some annoying fucking person? So, um, I usually pay extra to go to like the fancy dancy, uh, Dolby surround sound yep. theater that like usually since you have to spring an extra like 10 bucks for the seat, like it thins out the herd of stupid people. <laughs> but, uh, this time I was like, you know what? I want to go at a certain time and the only show I can get is at the regular theater with regular people. And boy, did I make a mistake because I got there and I'm like, hey, there's nobody in here. Awesome. Then like as soon as the movie starts, like earnestly, people start pouring in because everybody's got their seats and they have to wait till the last fucking second when shit's actually starting to uh, go on. So I get this couple that sits in front of me. It's like a like a 40 something year old couple woman immediately phone full brightness on her phone just flipping through facebook as the movie's starting and i'm like are you fucking kidding me it's not previews it's the actual no it's the fucking movie is starting okay and i'm like okay i'm like i'm waiting and it just seems like an eternity and finally like she turns around and she looks at me and i'm like give her like look of death like like and move my hands like what are you doing and um she turns around and then she's like okay well i guess i'm gonna stop putting my phone away and she puts the phone away and then also she takes out this bag full of fucking food and she's handing it to the guy and it's making tons of noises. Things are opening and closing oh, and God. the lid is falling on the floor. Then <laughs> the cap of whatever it falls on the floor. And I'm just like, Christ. And I get up. I'm like, God damn it. And I saw that there was a seat, like two seats down. Oh, you and I'm moved. Like, I moved like visibly, like angrily <laughs> and sat down like two rows three rows ahead did you make noises did you like grunt you're just like rubber, 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 yeah i made like some rubber. kind of like angry curmudgeon noises and then i sat down and i was like all right finally there's nobody in front of me fuck those people behind me they suck <laughs> fuck and that all show of a, all of a sudden uh i'm like all right the movie's starting we're about five minutes in maybe all the assholes are, are not coming in so i'm literally sitting in an empty row like there's nobody in the row but me and all of a sudden, a guy. Now, this movie was like started at nine o'clock. A guy brought four kids, <laughs> young kids to this movie in your row, in my row. And I'm like, they should be in bed by now. <laughs> these assholes. Anyhow, they're running <laughs> oh, the God. whole time. They have to go to the bathroom oh, every two seconds or dropping fucking Reese's pieces everywhere. Oh. And I literally was like, I'm. I'm like, I can't pay attention to the first 20 minutes of this movie because this is what's happening. But finally, I, I don't know. I'm able to tune them out and watch the movie. And then uh, now we can talk about the review. Here's Rex. Why are you putting people through that? Was that entertaining for you? Did you hear that? That was more entertaining <laughs> than the fucking movie. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I live for those stories. Okay. So what did you think of the movie? Who wants to go? Let's go back to Anthony. What Anthony? <laughs> Uh, well, how are you feeling coming out of this? This movie's trash. <laughs> this movie's not good. It's not good. It's how what, bored were you watching? I was just gonna say the worst part of this movie is the fact not only not that things happen because it's written that way and the plot makes no sense and they don't build up to anything and we're at the point now where we are. 
they, they don't promise on, they don't deliver on the premise which was dinosaurs amongst us we are uh now dealing with we're in the sixth jurassic park movie where we're now dealing with a clone who's actually the immaculate conception and we need to get her blood because there's a locust problem like what are we talking about here <laughs> but it's not even that. It's the fact that this movie is so fucking boring. It's just it's two and a half it's hours. It's so long. It, it probably could have needed an hour to be cut out of it's it. It's so tedious. And like yeah, there's nothing that, nothing in this movie works. No. Like no. why is this pilot throwing in and going on this adventure? No. They and, never say her name once. Did you notice? No. I was like, what's her fucking name? W- why is this pilot why bring on the old cast back but then like give them nothing cool or fun to do? Why throw them Sean Chandler said this, but he's like, why take Alan Grant's character, who everyone loves, that guy's an outdoorsy guy, and now you throw him in a situation where he's doing, like, spy shit? And it's like, this doesn't make any sense for this character to even be involved in, like, being undercover, trying to be a spy it to was get because locust of blood. He still loves Ellie Sadler. I don't know. She doesn't need to be there. No. No, that their plot is completely unrelated to anything. The, she's a, she's a uh, I believe what what she what her role is in the first film is she is a like prehistoric botanist. Yeah, she's a paleontologist or whatever. No, right? no, like oh, she's a botanist, prehistoric a botanist. botanist. Oh, like okay. she's involved in plants, plants. old plant, right. old dead well, plants. They call her because the locusts are eating the plants, I guess. Right? Yeah, but why so would, they would you call, call her? her? Why would you call her? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah. And why is the movie about here? fucking locusts? What is going on here? It's not even about dinosaurs. The best shit was the bookend shit where they the news tells you that dinosaurs are running amok and he's like he's horseback riding. But that that stuff at the beginning of the end that was the movie I wanted to see. That's the movie I right. thought we were gonna see. No. And you see it in clips. That preview they put out, the five minute preview that T Rex going through the trailer park and the drive in was I that was I thought that was great. That was should have been the movie, and that's way better than this movie. Yeah, this movie was not what I thought it was going to be. I was like, what is this movie? Like, I feel like I missed something. Well, I, was there anything good? I can say a few minor good things about this All right, movie. go ahead. I thought when the dinos were on the screen and there was chase scenes, like, it was kind of thrilling. Like, the Malta bike scene, although it makes no sense why, like, they can outrun them and they can't catch up, but then they're on bikes and they still can't catch up. Like, I don't understand what's going on. But that scene was thrilling <laughs> when they eventually the whole cast gets together in like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Some of that, that one scene where she's climbing up the ladder and they're trying to get that. Some of that was good. I love seeing the gang back together. They had shit all to do. The clone girl gets a little bit of depth. But again, it's a ridiculous story to begin with. And I actually like the pilot lady. I wish they introduced her in another movie. They never well, said I feel her like name. there was no reason they had to have a better reason for her to be it's part of it. It's just that. to get from point A to point B is they have her. And uh BD Wong finally gets a little redemption, even though he's really the main villain of all these it's all his fault, everything that's happening. Why there's so many whys yes. I can ask, but why is there a joke giant locust swarm? What did they be- create that for to release? Biosyn wanted to protect their crops and they and they didn't want they wanted to control the food uh, uh environment the food system but they 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 risk killing so, all the crops so also so, the, so how do the 
locusts recognize a crop no from another idea. crop. And then this goes back to the point about Ellie Sadler's character being in this. So they call her because of that, right? But if the farmers could literally go, hey, these fucking locusts are eating the crops that are not Biosyn crops. Right. Wouldn't Isn't that the a evidence? newspaper or something get a hold of that and be like, wait a minute. All the crops that are being eaten around the world, they don't have bias. This must be some sort of corporate thing. No, she's got to go and get evidence. It's no, but ridiculous. like, like they would. Yeah. This would be all over the news. Yeah, it's it's obvious. <laughs> they don't need to call her. Starving. They're yeah, eating people this, would fucking start motivating. And they're not eating this. It's pretty. And they obvious. call her, so she gets called in, and she her bright idea is like, "Hey, Ellen Grant, they're not going to believe me if I steal this blood, but if you steal it with me." <laughs> They're going to believe me now. And then, like, they shoehorn Ian Malcolm, who's, like, working over there, and he's giving a speech. Why would he be working Why there? would he be working there? <laughs> and even the name, like, Biosyn is the new engine, but, like, the name Biosyn, like, S-I-N, like, it's just so fucking lazy. It's There's just, no way he would work there. No. He was, he's been so anti-dinosaur. I mean, unless they paid him a lot, but even though he's been anti, yeah, he's been anti all of this. Why would he be the working there? The thing that I don't get is, like, okay, so... This guy has this dastardly plot of like, I'm going to release these locusts and it's going to make me even more rich because no one else's crops are going to survive and mine do. But then like it cascades out of his control and he's just like, eh, it's going to yeah, we'll die. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like nobody eats like we're all. <laughs> and, right. and, and, and this risking. guy's snacking the whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah, he is. Isn't he's he? constantly eating. He's, I'm like, I think he would care about. He was food. just a lame, like Steve Jobs fucking type person. It was so bad. Yeah. His death was bad. Yeah. No, I mean, they're doing they're just. They're doing the whole thing again where it's like the corporation, like the whole premise of Jurassic World is like the, these corporations thinks they can play God right. and they're they're getting out of control and they're, they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And, and they're doing that again. And it's just like, but I thought we were getting dinosaurs. This almost makes the, the last one look better. Oh, we'll better, we'll yeah. get to that when we rank them, but at least they're not on an Island, right? They got away from the Island, but yeah, every movie is there's a rescue and then there's corporate greed involved. Like every fucking movie is the same fucking movie. Well, there's just not a lot of like, I was thinking about like, why was I bored throughout this movie? And it was like, one, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Two, it doesn't make sense. But then three, like, there's not really, like, I don't really know what we're building towards. Like, I, I don't really care about this villain. Like, I don't, his his plot makes no sense. We're focusing on the Locust, which is, like, in, like just an absurdly bad idea in a movie that about Why? dinosaurs. Like, everyone wants to see dinosaur action, instead we're, we're dealing with Locust. So, like, at least, like, Jurassic World, which I don't think is a great film, but is a thousand times better than this yeah. is like that film was, Oh, these scientists like made Jurassic park. They did the stupid thing again and they started inventing dinosaurs. And there's this dinosaur that's on the rampage. That is a fucking mutant monster. Like at least like, okay, we're now it's a kaiju movie. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, there's like, um, so who is the villain? And like, and what, like they try to make it the, the giganotosaurus. Yeah. The Giganotis source is like introduced in like the third act. I don't really feel like that's a villainy type monster, it's just a monster. And then they like they try to recreate the f- Jurassic World where T Rex versus the the Indo uh, the Indominus Rex, but they do it this time with the T Rex and the Giganotis source. Right. I'm like, there's no build to this no. fight. I don't. I, I like I like me some good kaiju action, but there's no build to this fight. 
They're just there to fight. Yeah. They didn't, the setup doesn't even make sense. It's cold. It, the yeah. whole thing was It's cold. just a cold thing. It's, just, it's like they got all the stuff. They can leave, but now we just have this fight because, well, we need a fight. And then they throw in that other dino that had the claws that was kind of cool and then he shows up out of nowhere and they t- they team up and yeah, all of it is like Weapon it, X one. Yeah, what yeah, was that? X there was one. new dinos but they didn't really Fenzinosaurus, I think. Yeah, the, and it's just it, it none of like I went into this movie specifically turning my brain off. I'm like I'm going to go enjoy a dumb movie and it still did nothing for so me. So this is what um the deal was with Jurassic Park. So the first one you know, you get to see dinosaurs and you never got to see them that way. And you're like, cool. And you're like, well, okay. After you, you see the dinosaurs, like what's there to do? Well, Oh, we got a shitload of other dinosaurs that we never got to. And now you get to see them in the second movie. You got Spinosaurus. Yeah. So I think the function of a Jurassic park movie is to like, keep it interesting with these new dinosaurs that they keep discovering. And, you know, now you got ones with feathers that ones like a that swim in the water. <laughs> Like all of these different ones, these furry ones with Wolverine claws. So I think that's like the one like pillar that Jurassic Park as a franchise has. And you got a little bit of a horror thing you can do. And I think the the best part of the horror part of the movie is when they were in the tunnels right. and those fucking things were getting at them. And then it felt like, oh, there was a sense of peril there. Um, right. But then they just saddle it with all this mediocrity. And just this banal fucking stupid shit and like tropey, like predictable and nonsensical, like characters being put together for no apparent reason. Like that bit where she was under the water and hiding like that was kind of cool, but it was it was short. And then that, that was it. And. I, you know, it was really like weird that whole scene. And for the, that scene was strange. It, I, yeah. I was like, "How the hell does this dinosaur not see her?" Yeah, she's right there. She's under the wall. Just stick your head in. Just put your head down. She's right there. Bite her head off. Come on. Well, hey. the thing about like we're so far away, and I know things evolve, and you get, but we're so far away from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is an all-time movie, yep. and it's a very simple premise. Yep. Dinosaurs are created. These guys get stuck in the park shit goes sideways they got to get out yeah like it's very easy yeah. right you understand what's going on you're like oh the wonder of dinosaurs and what's awesome about it is it flips and you go oh my god dinosaurs are fucking monsters yeah. right like that's the, that's the bad that's the evil of playing god but then in this like now we're at the sixth movie and i again i can reiterate but we literally are at the point where we have a fucking clone that is now the immaculate conception and her blood is the key to curing the locust problem in nothing the world. about dinosaurs like, what are statement. we doing here? <laughs> and, and and that that whole scientific thing is like they're using her blood to kill the locusts. Yeah, they right, all yeah. die in a generation. So how is her blood supposed to do that? It doesn't make any sense. Well, and, but, and and how how and and the that the the scientist is like your mom like created you like she figured it out. That's weird. It's like how did this is like the Iron Man two thing where it's like wait how did your mom know that like the thing she solved years ago would actually be the thing that saves the world <laughs> for something you could have never predicted. That's a good point. That's a very well, good they, point. This movie didn't even know what its plot was no, because no. they start the movie three times. Yeah. And like, okay, so if this movie's about um, locusts eating up the food supply, that's what they should have opened But it's it. also a fucking rescue mission because the girl gets kidnapped very easily. By the way, why would you give her a bike if you're trying to keep her at home? Don't give her a fucking bicycle. What are you doing? I thought you were watching her. 
They just snatch her up like uh, it was no problem. They just make her into a thingamabob. They made her. They make her into one of those. Uh, She's you know, kind of a MacGuffin. Her yeah, whole character. Yeah. But li- 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 listen, the 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 plot. Yeah. Can be much simpler. Yes. It literally can just be them capturing Blue, and then you could also do if you want them to capture the girl, and that's like the storyline, right? Like yes. The the storyline. You need. They want to involve all these characters. But it doesn't really make sense, so they have to capture the girl. Okay, that that would get Owen in, but to add in all this other stuff and like the corporate espionage and all that shit, it's just like I love seeing the old characters, but these old characters really have nothing substantial to do. No, in this movie. no they don't. Was it the, was it bad that they were doing mutants and now they just disregarded them altogether? They're like, we don't do that anymore. They even say it in the movie, we don't do mutants. Yeah, I don't know. Was there like a backlash because they made mutants? But I thought that like those were the things that people really liked. They liked the uh, Indominus Rex and the there's another one Indoraptor. Uh, in the Indoraptor. Well, they yeah, I think they get rid of the mutants because of how badly that turned out in the first two films or these last two. But yeah, I mean, none of it really. It it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of stuff that is fun as scenes on their own. Yes. Like you, you, it's cool to see dinosaurs chasing yeah. Owen on a, on a, on a bike in, I think that's like Italy Malta. or somewhere. That was Malta. Malta. There you go. So that's a cool, like cool scene on its own, but doesn't really make sense yeah. in the context of the film. Like why is Owen there? Well, Owen's there because, um, he took the clone he, girl there. No, they took the clone girl there, but he the only reason he knows about that is because he got to sit in on a CIA mission. Oh, right. Oh, how did he get to sit in on a CIA <laughs> mission? Well, his friend from the last movie who worked for Jurassic World, they just recruited that guy to CIA. Oh, oh wait, what? Okay. Okay, now they're in the... You, because you worked with dinosaurs, that's a qualification to be in the CIA? And then they're going <laughs> to let Owen, some fucking guy that trained raptors to sit in on the CIA? Like, what? And all evidently, right. if you hold your hand up to a dinosaur, that's all you Oh, my God. You need to How do. many times does that? What does that do? Everybody thinks they can just hold their hand up and they just stop. And they did. the whole. La- but the whole laser-guided idea didn't make any sense either because once. I mean, the movie the movie even makes fun of itself. It like, does. Jeff Goldblum literally goes, you made a promise to a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You made a promise to a dinosaur. And you're like sitting there like, yeah. And the, the worst part about that, this whole like dinosaur thing is they... The one dinosaur they gave personality to, Blue, they sidelined her throughout the entire I know. You don't see her. Movie. She just goes away, fucks off into the woods until he brings the kid like, back. You, you literally have all these stupid things that are written into the plot. You couldn't write one more stupid thing for just it's Blue the, to show up. The worst way to in- incorporate the and old If you're going to do a lot, of, a lot of stupid shit, at least include like the, car- the one dinosaur that they've given personality to besides the T-Rex. Barely anybody got eaten. One dude. I was very upset at that. That's not. You got to have a high death count. So I rewatched uh, Lost World and Jurassic Park three okay. yesterday in, uh, because I was like, let me watch these again. Those are actually those are pretty fun movies. They are all. They both have simple kind of straightforward plots, right? It's not convoluted. There are memorable scenes in both of them that you remember, and they do have a feeling of like a kaiju movie. Uh, and 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 the scares are good, and they're both they're both not bad. I'll be honest. I was like, these were fun. It was fun, you know. You have Ian Malcolm, uh, you got Jeff Goldblum in the second one as the lead, and he's great. And then they just bring back 
Alan Grant, a little bit of Laura Dern in the third one. And they're, they're not bad movies. They're not bad. They're both like rescue movies. The second one, not so much. The third they're one is passable. Just, but it's Lost World, simple. Lost World is just is is just in comparison to Jurassic Park, just a very disappointing movie. Still Steven Spielberg, though. Like it's not, still Steven. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So that makes it that's crazy. As, that's why it makes it disappointing. Yeah. You got all this talent there and it actually it's it's not what everyone thought they were going to get. Yeah. It's actually much more of a darker movie. Yeah. And then Jurassic Park three is is fun, but it's also um kind of a mess but there's some it's a very short film it ends very abruptly it's a tight 90 minutes right and i was like yeah. i'm not mad at that but there's some fucking the second one i love the whole trailer over the edge with the glass breaking oh that's amazing that shit scene. is great and then the third one like the, the the pterodactyls when they're inside uh that shit's pretty cool uh yeah, it's not a bad it's movie. not bad you know the second one has the whole last act in san diego which is that canon does anybody remember that happened also in the second <laughs> one the per- pterodactyls leave the island they're just free or that was the third one like no yeah third the third one, one. Yeah. nobody ever mentioned that shit did any of that shit happen i don't know i don't think the people know no no i mean they they the writers write things because they they wrote they they thought of like about five to six cool ideas or visuals, and then they were like, "How do we get there?" And then they just and wrote. those two movies have great human cannon fodder. Lot the second one, lots of fucking kills, lots of deaths. It was fantastic. People get eaten left and right. And this one has got none of that. It's not even about dinosaurs. It's a disappointing end to a franchise. If this is how it well, goes down, there's just no stakes, right? Yeah. Like you've got these the all the old characters in a in a car. The car, they do they 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 take all the tension out of the scene. The car's teetering on the edge. They make a joke. They slide over. The car still falls over, you know, over all over the edge, and it falls over the edge like tumbles like seventeen times. And they're fine. Everybody's fine. And and just and it just happens to land where the old the new characters are. Oh yeah. And they all just walk out of the car. <laughs> like hey. And they're like hey, hi. you guys are from the new films. We're, we're the old guys. <laughs> No scratches or anything. Whereas, like the first film, when the T Rex is biting at the car with the kids in it, like the kids are bruised yeah. up, they're beating the fuck yeah. up. Like you can feel, you're almost like, oh my god, these kids are gonna get eaten alive. And in this film, it's like, uh, yeah, we can just roll a car down a mountain, and the kid, the, it's like Commando. Yeah, when, when Schwarzenegger drives his car with no brakes down a car or down a mountain, it's just gonna land perfectly at the bottom. They're, they're, if I want to watch Commando, I'll watch Commando. This movie literally was when I was watching it. I went, they fucking Fast and Furious this shit. But it's not even that interesting as Fast. It's like worse than I, I would it's at worse, least yeah. like a Fast and Furious, like because at least that's some kind of dumb popcorn fun. But this is the same studio. Oh, it is the same studio. There's a scene right where Alan Grant falls off a ladder and hits his head. You see it, and then he just gets up. He's fine. No problem. This man is seventy years old. <laughs> I would have fucking killed him. No, he's fine. Okay, he's seventy. Wow, I don't know. There's if he's no 70. stakes. There's, There's no, no stakes. stakes. I mean, you have you have the scene where the the dinosaur is chasing them in the the sewer or whatever the hell that is, and Jeff Goldblum's character shows up in the nick of time, but he's trying to get them out. But as he's trying to get them out, he's like, "I like Jeff Goldblum. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. He's making jokes about how the possibilities, like, oh, ten thousand possibilities. I don't know. Let's try the." birth date of huey lewis or whatever he says <laughs> yes it's like what the fuck there's no stakes here no one you, no one's dying no 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 main characters are dying he has great lines in the second one where he's like mommy is very angry like that's a great line and then at one point when they're climbing the rope he's like 
increase your rate of ascension. He's telling him to climb faster. Uh, but no, I just, you don't care. You don't no. care. And it's I barely bad. cared about Owen and Claire to begin with from the first no. one. Yeah, and they and, don't. Yeah. And, and yeah. Okay, let's rate and rank the movie. Anthony, well, give me a number. Where do you put this? Um, the number I had in my mind was a four out of oh, ten. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as where I would rank it, I remember not liking Fallen Kingdom that much either, which was the last film we just watched. Yeah. But that being said, I think there are things about Fallen Kingdom that are kind of fun. Like it's a it's the first half of the movie is a, a disaster movie, and then it switches to like a horror on, on a dime. Ha- yeah, horror. Yeah, movie. that's a haunted house movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is like kind of insane. Yeah. And they, but which is that's an insane thing that they do. They introduce the clone, which is which is an awful idea, and which this movie has to now write its way out of. Yeah. But I feel like this movie. I've just never been more bored during a Jurassic Park movie than sitting in this one. And I I never do this. I've never pulled out my phone during a movie in a movie theater. I pulled out my phone. Oh, shit. Checked how long the runtime was. I had to, like, gasp that I was in, like, the movie for about an hour and 45, and I still had another 45 minutes Fuck. left. Yeah. I think I even responded to, like, four text messages. Oh, jeez. So, like... I was sitting in the corner, by the way. I wasn't a complete I, You're idiot. not that asshole. Okay. Yeah, I was in the corner, and I was like pacing the phone towards me, but I was like, if I have to do this during a movie, this is garbage. So, yeah, it's got to be last. I've never been that bored in a Jurassic Park movie. All right. Where would you put the other ones? Well, okay. I mean, Jurassic Park 1, I think, is the best. Well, 1 is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, okay, obviously, that's say 1. one. Start at 2, yeah. I think, I think uh, Lost World... I think Jurassic World is is a lot of fun. Then I would go uh, Jurassic Park three, and then Fallen Kingdom, and then this. Okay, I, th- I think there's an argument that Jurassic World could be two, just because dumbass movie, but kind of reinvigorated the franchise. And I, I freaking love seeing a T Rex and a Velociraptor fight a mutant dinosaur. That's fucking awesome. They did. They kind of force awakened it, right? It's like kind of the same as the first a little, one. With a little nostalgia, but yeah, then also yeah. like. We're just going to... That one that is actually like they're Fast and Furious, where they're like, we're making yes. a mutant dinosaur. Yes. Okay. And a four. Okay, Ruggs, where, where, we'll give me a number. Where do you put this? I think it's in the same order as Anthony. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four and a half, and I would put it... It's at the bottom, because at least in Fallen Kingdom... Like, I like Jay Bayona's directing a lot in that movie, despite the fucking stupid script, right? That shot mm-hmm. where the island is uh, going down and you see the brontosaurus. That's a sad shot, man. That's good. It's memorable, right? There's nothing memorable in this last fucking shitty movie. Even bringing back Jeff Goldblum couldn't save it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I would go three and two are kind of tied. And then Jurassic World. All, then, all I gotta yeah. say, besides the the fall of this franchise, is definitely the fall of Cl- Colin Trevorrow's career. Oh my god! We went from Jurassic World, which everyone was like, "Oh, this is good." Like he he did something here. Let's give him the keys to Star Wars. Let's give him the key to Jurassic Park. And then you just realize that, like, over time, this guy cannot write his way out of a paper. He bag. shouldn't have wrote <laughs> them. He could have directed them, but they shouldn't have let them write the fucking three movies. Yeah, they don't. Uh, that was a problem. That and I mean he lost the job to Star Wars yeah. of Rise of Sky. Like 
this guy can clearly clearly just like struck lightning in the bow with Jurassic World, but he not a good writer. Uh, I think we we dodged the bullet with the Star Wars there. I forgot to mention Camp Cretaceous is probably the third best. Oh, Jurassic was there any tie-ins to that in this? You watch. I have not watched that. No, uh, I mean the thing about Camp Cretaceous is it's um it takes place on the old theme parks. On, oh, on, uh, Isla Nublar. Like, yeah, they, they go they go there and then you know shit goes down and everybody leaves. But they're left behind. Like so, it's maybe it's almost like it's Jurassic World when everybody flees the island, but they get stuck. Oh, they on get the island. stuck and they got to survive. And, and then it's all about their survival and trying to get out of this island. Just like and, the kid in the third movie, I totally forgot that the, that kid was. That's what that was. Like one of them makes friends with an ankylosaurus, and they become buddies, and they fucking help each other fight dinosaurs, and then they find another island that um, somebody's. Uh, uh, some rich asshole is is uh, making dinosaurs fight each other uh, uh, and streaming it live, and uh, they have like uh, it's good. I mean, it's more interesting than this. It's better than locusts. Trevorrow is a producer on that, and uh, 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 Sam Neill sixty six, not seventy. I looked. Also, did you guys catch? You, you blink and you miss it, but the the evil bill villain at the end has the. Um, shaving cream bottle from the first oh, one. Oh, that Wayne Knight had. That Newman Did had. Did you catch the Godzilla thing? Well, the, also the original like T-Rexes are in the, at the very end That's real the quick. The original T-Rex. What's the yeah. Godzilla thing, Ruggs? At well, one point, the Giganotosaurus eats a, a, the flaming locust and it's like breathes fire. Oh, yeah, he does oh, do that. Yeah. That's, what he, that's right. I mean, when the locusts were on fire, I was like, that's kind of interesting. But like, why is it about locusts? That is the original T-Rex, which is I always, which is nice, I guess. Yeah, it's he's also the original in the last couple. I mean, he the original was in the last two as well. Right there, um, yeah. Sean Chandler pointed this out, which I thought was like kind of wild. Apparently, the villain in this he was one, in the fr- he was mentioned in the first one, or he's he in is it? in the first Lewis one, or Dodgson. either either he's in, either in the first one or he's mentioned. Yeah, but the guy that's buying that that shaving cream can either mentions him or is him. Oh shit. And he's well, the, that's why that kind of explains why even though they only released like seven dinosaurs in the last film, right? There's a proliferation of dinosaurs because he's always had that shaving cream with the DNA. Oh, so he was able been, to create a bunch of dinosaurs. But oh. it's one of those blink and you miss it yeah. type things. And he just he didn't care. The guy just didn't care. He gets a a death like the guy got in the first one, right? With the those uh, Dil- Dil- Dilophosaurus or whatever those things were, the spitters, right? But it's not, it's not like as done as well. It just kind of happens, and you're like, oh, the the lava source is there. When you've seen it before so many times, it's like it loses its luster. It's seeing dino, like, so, you know, they they did some practical effects and a lot of CGI, and like the first movie, seeing it for the first time, it was amazing. But like, does that, you can't recreate that wonder anymore when you just, the CGI gets better, and the dinos look, they look great, but like it almost doesn't, like, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah, that's why you need a real story and plot. Yeah, that would help. You can't just rely on the dinosaurs. <laughs> Which is what they did, but there wasn't even a, a lot of dinosaurs in this. It was more like a theme park ride than an actual movie, and a really, really long, boring one at that. You know, yeah. just because, like, like there was a horror moment, but like I think Jurassic Park the first one had so many horror moments, yeah. and it yeah. kept you on the edge of your seat. And it was thrilling, and the and, and you kind of start to know like no one's gonna die the main cast not gonna die the stakes aren't there so you start you're, you're even subliminally knowing this 
it becomes boring because it's like you know what's going to happen, you know exactly how it's going to turn out, and um, they just every movie's just done kind of the same shit over and over again. Like, they, like they should have one Jurassic Park where everyone dies. <laughs> well, I wanted one where the dinosaurs rule the earth and they were just fucking taken over. That's what I wanted. To yeah. See. How about how about give us what you sold us? Which yeah, is that. that's what's supposed to happen. All right, another another time where. Something like Godzilla versus Kong that he was so stupid, but at least it was entertaining. Yes, right, right. And like that's all you really need to do with Jurassic Park. Just be entertaining. Just why are you overcomplicating things? There was there were simple stories and they worked. And well, you got, why why make it two and a half hours? That was so fucking long. It did not need to be. No. All right, let's get some comments from the nation. What they think about the movie? <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Did you hurt yourself? Yeah. Get some Vaseline on there. It'll be fine. Jesus. Butter. Uh, Jamie Robinson, Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast says went to a double feature. The OG Jurassic Park and this abortion story sucks so much ass. Chris Pratt with the dinosaur hypnotism that apparently everyone can do now. Got so boring. Also, how in one scene can they outrun laser guided attack dinosaur on foot, but barely keep their distance from the same dino on a motorcycle? I rate this movie 12 buckets of smashed assholes. I rank this movie just above Thor Dark World only because of the giant dino triple threat match in the third act, which is, was like two seconds long. So short. And so short and no build. No, I did like the line where he's like, this isn't about us. And then they just fucking got the fuck out of the way. Right. They're determining who the alpha. Yeah. Also, like. How the hell are they able to fit all those dinosaurs in that space? In the valley, like, in the Alps, in that little facility? No, no. Yeah. In that facility. Yeah, yeah. When they like call the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Like, wouldn't just all the dinosaurs start fucking killing each other being in that space? Well, there's a, there's a lot of herbivores. They don't eat meat. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And they're trying to save. I mean, don't think about it too much. But what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Jess Rivera said the story was absolute dog poop, but watched it in Dolby Digital with the extra large screen and sound system. And it was fun. A lot of dino action and get the original trio back for some senior citizen action. I was screaming at the motorcycle scene like they would fall and then boom, catch right back up. They lose sight and there's no laser, but boom, right back on target. Even amongst the crowd around every corner, there's a dino waiting to snack on someone popcorn movie. Hopefully it's the last of the series. Yeah, they just just end it. Just it's fine. If you can't capture the let wonder, it die. Yeah, let unfortunately, it, it's sad, but there was the, Apparently the, the books are good, too. It's it's going to make uh, money, but I think it's going to drop off a lot. It did well. It's open. I think it weighed like 140. I feel like 145. 145. Yeah. Let like 15 years pass where, where we've discovered more about dinosaurs, and then we need a movie like this to explain dinosaurs. So they got, they had feathered dinos. That was the new uh, discovery added, but whatever. They, they were feathers. I did like the slasher dino with the big claws. I wanted more of him. Pins- the vegetarian. Oh, Pins- yeah, Benzinosaurus. So, I think. But why would a herbivore need those fucking razor sharp Wolverine claws? What's he killing? I think I it was a digging with those claws. Oh, those that's what are, I. That's what I would assume. Those things are fucking like crazy. a sloth has a yeah, big or an yeah. ant eater. Yeah, don't they have big claws? Yeah, I guess they do to hang from and stuff. Well, and to claw, and to to claw into the dark ground and get bugs and shit. I mean, the scene where it attacks the plane that was kind of cool, but. 
And then, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, there's cool. I mean, I'll give it credit, and there's like cool little scenes. Like, there's a nice shot when the the raptor is in the plane and the the motorcycle knocks the raptor oh, out yeah, of the plane. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. And they do cool. like a follow. Yeah. There was, a, like, there was some nice shots like that, and they're, um, they do some decent stuff. I mean, the the shot with the the Giganotosaurus grabbing the cage and while they're in there, while the kids are climbing up, like those are fine. But like, you, there's nothing as memorable. Like all the other movies have at least like one memorable thing, right? That kind yeah, of this doesn't out. have that. This has none of this. Like what you had the potential, you had the ingredients, and you make it about locusts. I think that it tires you out so much you can't really enjoy it. Yeah, You're yeah. just like, all right, it spins. So its the wheels. pacing yeah. and yeah, it just yeah, it's going nowhere. Boo. Woof. All right, let's finish up with some what are we watching? Anthony, you've been watching anything? So I've got a couple things. Oh. First off, NBA playoffs, which you guys don't care about, but I'm watching that. Then I've watched Obi-Wan episode four. Uh-huh. Okay. The Boys episode four. Nice. Watched rewatched. I'm still on my eighties tour. I watched rewatched Robocop from nineteen eighty seven. Nice. Ooh, nice. And I watched Action Jackson. Oh, you watched oh, the Action finally. Jackson with, with Carl Weathers. <laughs> All I have to say about Action Jackson is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? I I'm going to have to rewatch that The, the women too. in that movie are in their prime. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's Isn't a shame it? Carl Weathers wasn't a bigger action star, but I, I kind of get it because he's, at this point he's coming along and he's just doing the same bits that everyone else is doing. He's just, just black. Could he have made it into? Because he is. I mean, he's he was cut like oh, a he predator. Was jacked. Like, yeah, he's he was jacked. jacked. Oh, he's yeah. jacked. He's perfectly fine. It's just it's a Joel Silver film. There you go. Tons of cocaine everywhere. I mean, it's just it's so stupid. It's not a good film, but it's it's so good. <laughs> You're watching it with a smile on your face. Oh, I was I was I, I went into it with low expectations. I was like, this movie's gonna suck. I wouldn't steer you wrong, Anthony. But, you. but the, I mean, Jackson. the women, Vanity and, and Vanity Sharon, Stone. Sharon Stone. Yes, 1988. Both Sharon their, Stone. Top, yeah. Both of them with their tops. I mean, oh, nice. Just, just an immaculate film. I'm gonna have to <laughs> I mean, go it's gonna have this. to be. It, in go, the, it goes a long way. And you tournament. had a great bad guy too. The great, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, the great bad guy. The guy from uh, Coach. Coach. Oh, Craig T. Nelson is the bad guy. That's right. Yeah. Bill Duke. You got the late, great Bill Duke in here, too. Bill he's Duke a, is in it. Every... Al Young is in it. Oh, Al Young is in every movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in this Okay, one so too. here's the criteria. If Al Young is in the movie, it goes oh, in it. the tournament. Oh, yeah. No, Action Jackson is. I, I'll make no, a strong case for Action Jackson. You've got to watch either Rapid Fire oh, that's or a... Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, that's next, a, but oh, Rapid Fire. Good. Well, yeah, Al Young is in both of those. <laughs> The rapid fire is in ninety, so I got to stay in the eighties for now. But I will, oh, I, right. I will, I will say, and this might hap- make you very happy. I think I've gotten around to where I think I can tolerate the Highlander, and I might throw that. Oh, out we're getting him up to the I Highlander. I don't know if Anthony can make it to Highlander, <laughs> but if he does, if he comes out of Highlander like with it amusing him, even though he thinks it's a shitty movie, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. Very pleasantly surprised by Action Jackson. RoboCop is still a classic. RoboCop still holds up. Like, I would I, look. I knew that Action Jackson would hit it because it's it has that like eighties action vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it has like all of the like the excess of the eighties, all of like indulgence of of like fucking cocaine dudes in, oh, in yeah. a room. Um, Highlander is not as cocaine fueled, okay. but it's. It's just an absurd movie that's interesting to me, but 
Yeah, give it a rip. I that, will. Conan the Barbarian, you got to watch. Oh, the Conan movies. Well, the yeah, thing I didn't yeah. know about Action Jackson until after I'd finished, and I was like, oh, this makes sense, is, and I mentioned it earlier, is it still looks good because Joel Silver is part yeah, of it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I was expecting this, like, really bad B movie because the reviews are not great. Yeah. But then you watch it and you go, oh, like, this had his power behind it. So, yeah. like, he's throwing all the A-list 80s stuff in it, it just happens to not be, you know, remembered as a great film. Because directed this. Craig, oh, Craig Baxley directed this. But think about this. They made a black dude, like, uh, front and center in an Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. like, like movie. Like oh, a movie that, like, like Stallone would have been in. That or is fucking, progressive for 1988. Yeah, but no one went to see it. <laughs> That's the problem. Cared. It got, like, it, there's worse Arnold movies than this. There are, there are. There's a couple of Arnold movies that are that can't hold a candle to this movie. He's got so, all the lines too. There's one point where he's about to blow a guy with a rocket, and he goes, "How do you like your ribs?" And then he shoots <laughs> him with a fucking grenade launcher in the chest. <laughs> this guy goes on to direct Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth, and that's a fucking other crazy ass fucking movie. I have to rewatch that. What, one. What's one more? Two comments. I can't harp enough. The women are so attractive oh, in this movie. Man. They're so Vanity. I was Vanity and young Sharon Stone. Yeah. Oh my hey. god. The second thing is Sharon Stone in this year does two films that I've seen in part of my 80s. She does this and Above the Law. Oh. And she's relegated as like a side character yeah. both of these to like other men and like you have even though she's hot, she's not yet Fucking! Uh, it's not till Basic Instinct. Hits. Basic Instinct. Then, so, so they're yeah. like she's in Total Recall too. Oh yeah, she's oh, good yeah. in Total Recall. But Total she's Recall, the wife I think, is too. the one yeah. that really yeah. pushes her. Pushes yeah. her. But yeah. like this one, they like fucking kill her, and they they she gets killed like halfway through the film. I was real sad, and then they just do another like eighties thing where they like reveal the dead body, and it's like her naked with blood. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> you get to see some like one more shot of her naked. stone boobies. One more time, shove it in there. They did it. To, I mean, she. There's one scene of her in the shower naked, and then they do the reveal of her dead blood boob. Ah, uh, the eighties. Ah, uh, the eighties. They never do that. They would never do <laughs> I that. Know. Now. I know. Never again. Uh, okay, shit. so I know Rugs did not watch episode four of the boys. I did. So let's briefly talk about this Obi Wan episode four. There's only two episodes left. Let me hey. just say the boys episode four I really like. Oh fucking hell, that was amazing. That's I don't talk about it. That show, I won't talk about it. But man, the plot of that show just fucking barrels ahead. It's amazing. We'll talk about it when when the rugs catches we'll, up. We'll talk about it more. We'll talk about the when the season's over. Yeah, too. when the season ends. Uh what is it? Well, what rugs? Obi Wan episode four. Uh here's the thing about this show. It looks great. The acting is great. The people are doing a great job. Uh, I, the writing to me is, I don't know. It's kind of questionable. He has to save. Oh, first of all, Spoiler I haven't seen episode four. He has to save fucking Leia from being kidnapped again. Didn't we just fucking do this? <laughs> but but Star Wars is always about like, we got to go to the thing and get this person. Like, that's every Star Wars movie. Right. But it just seems repetitive. Well, doesn't it end, though, with her him having Leia? He has her, and now there's a tracker on right. her that uh, Reva uh, put on there. But uh, what, Anthony? What do you think of this episode? I mean, you know, I don't really like Star Wars, so you didn't turn it off. I didn't turn it off, but I wasn't happy watching it. Um, it looks fine. 
Yeah, you guys talk about it. <laughs> I don't really have much an opinion on it. Wait, I gotta share. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't piss me off like uh, Boba Fett. So there's that. Like I've said before, Johnny Gons on Twitter tweeted at us this. He says, "Playing catch up, fellas. Love Anthony's. I don't give a shit. Star Wars reviews. Best line during Anthony's Kenobi recap. I mean, I didn't turn it off. I'm sold. That's what he says. <laughs> Rugs, what'd you think? Is this show? Is it good? What is happening? It's. It's just not. Terrible. That's the all. Uh, that's what's it's saving grace. Well, you said it all in the beginning. The, the acting is fine. It looks good. Looks fantastic. Um, yeah, they have some interesting things set up, but it really doesn't like squeeze the juice out of anything. Like they kind of always feel like I feel like they're holding back too much. Like they just gotta let fucking fucking shit collide. Let's fucking get there. Let's go. Let's. I mean, Vader shows up here and uh, he's force goes, choking people. Yeah, he starts force choking Reva or whatever, and then immediately stops. But um, because she said, "Oh, I, by the way, I put a fucking tracker on this on this kid." Yeah. Um, and it's kind of interesting that Leia is right under Darth Vader's nose, and he doesn't sense it. He was right there. Under, she was right there. And um, I find that to be weird. But like overall, this like this show is like uh is mildly disappointing, but at the same time, they have two episodes left still competent enough to like be watchable. It's like, it, 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 it's a mixed bag. It, it is really a mixed is. bag. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how I feel. Uh, I will say Indira Varma MVP. She's a dope character. So th- this episode, which one is Indira Varma? Uh, Tala, the undercover agent who uh, went in, like she was great. She helped. She did the most heavy well, lifting. I do have one criticism of that. She gets in, Fine, I believe that she gets in. No one. There's a dude sitting at her, sitting at that desk, maybe six feet away. Yeah, there's no one no stops way, her. Th- no one. No way that motherfucker can hear her giving commands. Oh yeah, she's Obi-Wan. talking on the thing the whole time. She's just, the guy's like, just sitting next to her. Doors open now. <laughs> uh, what are, watch she's like, out. what are they hiding down there? Oh my and god. He, he wouldn't look over there and be like, "What the fuck? Who she's, are you talking no, to?" But she's killing motherfuckers to get the job done. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, but I'm talking about that scene where she's sitting yes, there yeah. giving instructions. He's correct. Well, that anyways, by the way, this, this episode, if you look at the like ratings, yeah. like this one tanked as far as like oh, Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Yeah. I think it dropped down to like 50-something percent. The middle always kind of sags in these shows, right? And then they got to build back up to a thing. So hopefully they'll ramp this up. They got two episodes left. If you've played that game, Jedi Fallen Order, that Fortress Inquisitoris is uh, one of the levels in the game. It reminded me a lot of the game. And a little bit of New Hope was they're always rescuing Leia from some fucking thing. One question. Yeah. What is the significance of the fact that it's a tomb down there? Oh, so. And they're in Amber, which is very Jurassic Park of them to freeze things in Amber. Was Han Solo stuck in Amber? No, he was, that was Carbonite. Oh, okay. Carbonite. But one of those rugs was like a, a Jedi from Clone Wars, Tenu Sanube or something. Right. So they're either, I don't know if they're dead or they're frozen or maybe there's, some people are saying... This is how they can bring back Mace Windu, Sam Jackson's character. Maybe he's in there, and they're they're holding they're them. They're dead in there. Are they they're dead? dead. They're all dead. But why, yeah, are they, what, dead. why is there a tomb? What is all that? That is weird. It's just a trophy room. It's very sick. It's all. Yeah. Mm. It's very you know? Sith-oriented. Yes. I like that that's kind of weird right. and fucking you know, insane to do that. I guess. And there was like a kid in there, too. They had like a youngling. That's yeah. Fucking, that's, that was dark. Yeah. Yeah. But, That's what uh, they were going to do to Leia. 
tumor. I guess those. I, yeah, I don't know. I oh, you know what? I did love that scene where it was all red, and then he just fucking lightsaber fucking comes out and slices him down. That looked great. Like it was shot really well. The lighting was great. I don't know what they were gonna do to her. She was about to be tortured. Still trying to figure out why Hayden Christensen's back. Okay, here's the other thing. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the suit because I also saw a photo of two other stunt doubles. Like, there's one that does, like, the action stuff and one that does the other stuff. And I'm like, is Hayden Christensen even uh, any part of this? Is that? I don't know. He's probably at the end going to take his mask off. I don't even know if he's in that suit anymore. He probably isn't. Because there's no chance he's in that suit. He's in one I episode, Imran. He he's, he's, in in he's in the one at the very end, and then he's maybe in the shot of him in the makeup and in the tank. Oh, we that's saw it. him in the robe in this in the in the last episode, but so I don't know. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I saw something. What'd you see? I watched a documentary, another documentary, this time on the legendary Anthony Bourdain. It's called Roadrunner. It's on HBO Max. Uh, it basically just takes you through the life of Anthony Bourdain. Oh, I, I don't know that. if you're. Yeah. You, are you in that? Did that just come out or was it out for a while? I think it's new. I don't know, but I did see that. Did you watch it? No. Oh, you said you saw it. Oh, you saw that. You didn't watch it. Um, very melancholy uh, thing because it's kind of being told by all of the, like his friends and that lost them. And they're still, you can tell that just all not over it. They're all like really still struggling with the fact that he's not there. And, um, uh, David Cho starts breaking down and crying. Oh. Everybody just is like upset that Anthony Bourdain is no longer with us, but he was like the Hunter S Thompson of like chefs, right? Like the guy who's a, a hell of a personality. Yeah. He was, I, I kind of dug him a lot because like, um, his life changed like in his mid forties. Oh, like he went from being like a, a a cook in a restaurant to being like this fucking world renowned celebrity, like walking the earth and fucking pontificating on life and fucking kind of being like a rebel and like not, ha you know, being rich. And it was kind of fun <laughs> to watch him kind of do whatever he uh, wants to do. Yeah. yeah. And he had this kind of way about him that he was like, kind of like, really really smart it kind of like george carlin yeah kinda like the kindred spirits like these guys who like fucking hated school yeah but read books and like it just proves if you're well read and you kind of know about stuff you can kind of get a real deep understanding of the world without having to go to school you know all school does is suggest that you read some stuff just read it you gotta go to school <laughs> i did yeah. i did watch that carlin documentary too finally very good on hbo Isn't it great? oh it's really good um, also, one last thing for all mankind season three on Apple TV plus. This is an amazing show by the creator of Battlestar Galactica, an alternate history of what if it starts season one in the 60s. What if the Russians landed on the moon before the U.S. and every season has jumped up decades. So the first season was the 60s. Second season is the 80s. This third season is the 90s. And now it's a race to Mars and Russia once again trying to get there before the u.s uh fucking great show so it's like one of the best science fiction shows i've ever seen um that's out so should check that out and then lastly thor love and thunder tickets are on sale they went on sale today as we record monday june 13th and well i would snatch them up quickly uh, anthony you bought some i did i did too also and when i went to look at the thursday night 
like 7 p.m. in the nice Dolby theater with the big seats. It was all fucking sold out already. Really? Yes. Mm. So I went, I got a ticket in the smaller theater that wasn't as packed, but. Oh, but I had a bad experience. Yeah, no, I'll be fine. No, you know what? It doesn't. I can block people out, <laughs> <laughs> but get your tickets because I feel like I think this thing will open as big, if not bigger than Doctor Strange, possibly. Oh, my God. These pre-sales. <laughs> <laughs> rugs is just uh i can't stand it all right rugs where can the people find you online we're done you can find me online at really rug boy come follow me yes you know send me some shit that's funny i like to read dumb shit follow him follow us you can find links at our website at at him reply to him follow us on our social share the show listener with your geek friends with your dinosaur loving people uh, thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll beep you next time. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Oh, yeah. My balls are hot. <laughs> Jock and Nerd.